Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Yo. It's Grapsody with Will, Phil, and Reg Trying to keep it real instead of what you usually get from these talking heads It's Grapsody, we're here to fill the void Three black fans, different perspective, gotta fill your voice Coming with the podcast, talking majors, indies in between Yeah, it's all that, and we're down with fight for better fallback Coming for respect, we connect like a ball bat No need to double check, these are all facts You're listening to us talk raps you're listening to us talk craps. Will Phil and Reg. Yeah, we're craps a D here to talk craps. Yeah, we're craps a D here to talk craps. And we are here. It's Saturday. It's also basketball season. Oh, <laughs> come on. That's how we start. This is how we go on this show. Get your guy. Look, I, I'm not. I'm probably not going to get to do this much this season because I know what that was looking like. I know yeah. what was a. I look. The they fact can't do that, that four times in a row. There's no look, way that it was looking real that. scary. They was can't scary. Do no threes. <laughs> I know. I, I said, look, okay. I said to my wife, we're watching, and she's like, "Ah, oh, we're up. We're comfortable." And I looked at her and I said, "We are, we were up by nine at that point." And I said, "Look." Steph Curry's going to hit three back-to-back threes, and we're going to be in that overtime. I don't feel confident in this at all. And then uh, he hit two. Once he hit two back-to-back threes, I looked at it, and I said, hey, I I don't feel comfortable with any lead with Steph Curry out there. Uh, just yeah. when he starts cooking those threes. And then sure enough, what, there was a minute left to go in the fourth. And, of course – we're talking about the Nuggets versus the Warriors, in case you don't know. Yeah. But uh, with a minute left to go, Nuggets were up by 10. With 16 seconds to go, it was cut to one. And they ultimately <laughs> ended up... Yo, Joke, Jokic don't get that outlet pass. Um, Might same. be a different game, buddy. I know, right? <laughs> that pass made all the difference. What's the young homie's name on the uh, the Nuggets? Uh, Bones, is that his name? Yeah, yeah, Bones Highland. Yeah, young boy was cooking out Bo- there Bones, though. Bones Highland does not sound like a real name. Uh, yeah, that's a crazy like a, ass name. It sounds like a computer generated name for for, uh, <laughs> for a basketball player. But no, nah, he was getting the shit off. Uh, nah, but I have no complaints. Come on, Bulls are Bulls are one and one. We eked out a win. We were not supposed to get over to Miami Heat in the opener, so. Yeah, he's not hey. looking too good out there themselves, man. Damn. Nah, Nuggets nah. are one and one. Nuggets got a back to back though because they're playing. Uh, are we tonight. all one and one? Uh, yeah. Yep. Nuggets play tonight against Oklahoma City. 
I might go. I don't know. Oh, that's but, what's up. Um, we it's in the cards, see. possibly. Yeah, it's in the cards, and then because that's our home opener, and then we've got the Lakers on Wednesday. Uh, mm. That should be fun. That one's sold out. Super because, fun. Yeah. So I don't think I'm going to get the, to do that uh, the raw debacle all over again, right? Wasn't it LA and Denver <laughs> yeah. that one time? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That. Uh, you know, I I had tickets to that raw too, of course, but at the same time, like as a huge Nuggets fan, I'm like, how could I be? Against the idea of the Nuggets making it to the uh, Western Conference Finals, right? You can't. Yeah, for rest- I lost not out. for wrestling. <laughs> yeah, my yeah, I lost out on Raw, but they made it to the Western Conference Finals. How can mm-hmm. I be mad about that? Of course, they lost. Yeah. So in hindsight, well, two two-time MVP, Jokic as well. Mm-hmm. So got something to brag about. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Bro, yeah, be picking I mean, too look- when he get that when he when he running. Yo, get out the way. No, get that that pass was way. crazy last night. Like that definitely saved their game. Mm-hmm. Um, but hey, welcome to Grab City. Saturday, October twenty second. I'm Will Washington. Philip Lindsay's also here. I'm here. I mean, if you can't tell, basketball's back. Why were you why are you talking about basketball? <laughs> <laughs> you know what it is. Look, and as as also a football fan who is a fan of the Broncos. I uh, have a lot of sadness in my heart, so I'm really we, happy that the Bron- we don't, we don't talk about basketball. football in this household. <laughs> so the fact <laughs> that basketball is back has uh, at yeah. least has me not thinking about Russell Wilson uh, every once in a while, and basketball being back has everybody dunking on Russell Westbrook now instead. Oh so, my god! <laughs> when he airballed the other day, I laughed for five straight minutes, legit, because I knew Twitter was gonna tell me like, this man cannot catch a break. I uh, swear to God. Not yeah. Russ playing really good defense on Kawhi the other night and still getting blamed for the loss. I was yeah. like, <laughs> sorry to see it, man. He had like five yeah. steals too, but he had no points. So yeah, <laughs> that's what they look at. Righteous Reg is also here. Oh, it's your boy. I'm in the building. Media man, your favorite rapper, your favorite writer, your favorite podcaster. Saturday morning, back at home, not on vacation. Shout out to uh, the home of uh, Full Gear this year, New Jersey, for absolutely no reason at all. And, uh, yeah, it's your boy, Righteous Reg. I'm super excited to be what? here. Basketball season is back. What? Shout out to – What were you to... doing on vacation, by the way? Were you were you doing a little tweeting on vacation? Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm still... Luckily, honestly, Phil, luckily I was on vacation because after Gravity last week – Actually, that's funny because I tweeted the tweet right as, as Gravity was ending. I was like, let me get this shit off. And then <laughs> people were not happy. No, I learned – I'm starting to sense a pattern here. Yeah, I, I mean, we're we're all learning. Uh, the the Bray Wyatt fans are, are back and in full force. By the way, I just want to point out really quick one of the things that's going to irritate me throughout this show, and I'm really sorry. Uh, but so for those watching the video here, as you can see, my light's a little flickery. Mm-hmm. That's not something with my camera. That is this light bulb right here is like flickering so i feel like i'm in a crack house right now like i thought you're trying to get your spooky season shit off because it's halloween <laughs> no, I... i'm like oh no he got the little strobe light going on not an intentional strobe light i have one of my leds this one seems to have uh seems to be malfunctioning a little bit and it's flickering a whole bunch might drive me nuts because i'm seeing just flickering light all <laughs> the time anyway the yeah bray wyatt so I'm learning now. You know what? Shout out to one Brandon Thurston who tweeted yesterday that he said Bray Wyatt 
He says, I finally understand Bray Wyatt is the Taylor Swift of WWE. His mentions <laughs> lit up. And uh, I talked to him about it this morning. I just, we exchanged a brief message. But everybody proved his point. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, did, like, did they though? Because Denise doesn't like Bray. Um, more so, it's not so much that it's the same fans. It's that if you don't feel he's the best thing in the world mm -hmm. there or he he has got a rabid base and that that's the funny thing about this you. whole thing is i never once said that bray wyatt was bad and also i never he said he was a bad wrestler <laughs> on this podcast not on the tweet on the podcast not on the tweet i said what's a, and then i said what's a good bray wyatt match i didn't say what's a five star i never said anything about stars when people were like well he doesn't have a five star match i didn't say a five star match i just said what's a good match motherfucker i'm not talking about dave Meltzer's poll of how he does it what's a good match that this dude was in and people just could not get behind that they're just like well what about these promos and then it i guess okay i'll give it to you guys oh he has uh, has a good match eight fucking years ago Get out my mentions with this shit. <laughs> no, you dumb had good matches. He's had good matches, though. He, oh, I the mean, last time he had a good match, oh, 2014. Get out my fucking mentions with this no, shit, bro. I'm no, not no, to hear no. This. He, he's had good matches. I just think that that was one of those things where you made a statement and people were like, nah, we're getting this guy out of here. Yeah, which, no, they were really yeah. trying to get me out of which, here. That's which, happens, which happens to the two of us pretty often. And I thought oh, it was very God. funny that it, <laughs> it was like the days alternated and I was sitting laughing. I was like, I was like, wow, people are really trying to run with tweets, man. But yeah. that's Twitter. Mm -hmm. Luckily, I, mean, I have look. my guys to come in and take a little heat off of me because both of you guys this week had some things. Like right after that, uh, Phil got into the Jade and Bianca yep. controversy. And then my guy Will was messing around with that WCW jobber. So it was like things are just very <laughs> things are just very hot at the time. I'm like, that look, was man, I, boys out here. Look, I, I literally went down a rabbit hole and look even if i wasn't going down a rabbit hole if i want to tweet about the accomplishments of black wrestlers i'm going to tweet mm -hmm. about the accomplishments of black wrestlers sure but i is. just happened to be because i looked at the stat right i saw the stat that uh said bianca belair first woman to hit 200 days as a world champion and i thought congratulations wait. by the way and i was like yeah, well, shout well, out to yeah congratulations yeah shout out bianca that's a great stat and then i thought wait first woman I don't think any men have done that. And I was like, I'm pretty sure no men have done that. So I just posted that without having looked at the stats. I'm like, pretty sure no men have hit 200 uh, as far as world championships are concerned. And so I posted that. That did well. And then I was like, I wonder just championships all together. What are some of the stats? Um, and I know I got some pushback. Uh, some, some of the ROH guys, uh, including shout out Cheeseburger, mm -hmm. came at me yep. um, and said, you know, give Jay Lethal his due. Because uh, I, I had said major championships. I didn't include the ROH championship. I actually considered doing that. And then I thought... Oh, so you were just like, being a hater, a straight up it wasn't. It wasn't so much being a hater. It was more like I was trying to think of... So, like, operating from the idea of... I, I recognize Ring of Honor stature at that point. But I also mm. recognize that Ring of Honor still operated under the... Um, under indie rules. Right. Um, essentially, as far as being a promotion was concerned. And so they were in territory pretty much at that. Point. I consider ROH to be um, at that point, the 
largest indie for sure and right. not just that but even though they technically weren't independently owned right they were owned by Sinclair Broadcasting uh but because I would say as far as market was concerned and the fact that they were on all those Sinclair stations they did have a larger footprint than impact and I had included impact in my numbers and so that was where um there was either way you guys knew what I meant uh when I was talking about the largest uh basically the biggest accomplishments that's not to take away from Jay Lethal because Jay Lethal had two major championship uh reigns in Ring of Honor holding the Mm -hmm. Ring of Honor World Championship holding the uh television championship um but like you know the I was like just championships all together who were the longest reigning singles black champions um and surprisingly MVP uh with the United States title had almost a year. I remember that, of course. That was 2007. That was, he beat Chris Benoit. And it was really weird that he beat Benoit in 07 and then went on to hold the title for a year. So for the majority of his reign, they couldn't talk about who he beat because uh, it was literally like, yeah, you know, he he won the title. Benoit's dead three months later, but he held the title for a year. So for like seven months of that year, that MVP had the belt. Can't mention it. Can't say mm-hmm. where it came from. He just he's randomly holding this title, but he did have it a long time. That was a really good reign. Uh, he had, he got to beat Ric Flair, um, or I guess that was MVT that beat Ric Flair. For anybody who remembers Justin Roberts misspeaking when he announced MVP that <laughs> night, but <laughs> he did. He said Montel Vontavious Porter MVT, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, Close. so that. That was, was yeah, close. Was, was close. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, can, can we get into this stat by by the way, since we're talking about it? But yeah, but uh, the number two on that stat was Jade Cargill, who is on her way to. I mean, if she just makes it to January, she'll be longest reigning. And then number three was The Rock, uh, and number four was Shelton, or The Rock with the Intercontinental Title, and then Shelton with the Intercontinental Title. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, and then Disco Bitch came at me with the. Um, uh, why, why you gotta? Why you gotta isolate race? Why? Why, why is? What is it's, this? It's racial, man. That's why. It's racial. So, yeah. yeah. Why, look at this with your, uh, your racial takes. <laughs> so ugly, dude. Exactly the way that you described coming up with those stats is exactly the way that I came up with the BW five hundred. It was just like something. just steps like that, just like oh this, and then the next one's like oh I wonder this, and then oh I wonder this, and it just kind of leads. And to sometimes one thing you come across another interesting information and you're like yeah i want to post this that's mm-hmm. all it was yep. but even yeah. still even if it wasn't suck my dick who cares yeah. like this is <laughs> come, on. <laughs> come on man yo just keeping it real it's uh it's, it's hot for us out here man i just uh, to 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 take a quote from all man i don't know man sometimes they see our tweets out here and it just it pains them man it pains it them to pain see your boys them. popping up popping it pains up, man. them it, it no, pains them to see they, our th- views they bro. throwing dollars them. and them are grapsity dollars that you nah, throwing man, right there I, I, I heard some. I'll say this though. So of course, as folks know, we talked about this last week. I do a show called After the Week with Denise Salcedo every Sunday, and that each week I'm supposed to rank my top three moments of the week. My top three moments of the week. <laughs> my. Um, but last week, I said Bray Wyatt was my number three moment of the week, and again. Even being on the list is a good thing. It's top three. There's probably, what, 50 things that happen in wrestling each week. I'm picking three. 
being on the list. I'm just mentioning things. This isn't like, it doesn't really matter what order they're in. They're all good things. This but, sounds very familiar. <laughs> but not putting Bray at number one got people that week, right? So then this week, uh, this past week, I uh, I put Bray number two. It wasn't my favorite thing of the week, but it was number two. That's still praise. And I still got people coming at me with like, no, Bray should be number one. And I'm realizing that like, if Bray Wyatt, Bray Wyatt fans, I forgot about this, honestly. I forgot, like it had been a year and a half, but do you remember the days of um, fiend profile pictures, basically just yes. like mm-hmm. running rampant mm-hmm. on Twitter? I forgot about all of that. I forgot fiend about profile those pictures too. were the worst. Uh, it's, Damn it's, 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 it's it's man. Sh- I wish I would have thought about that before my tweet, because I would have been like, yeah, I probably shouldn't do this. It, it's, <laughs> Yeah, it's it's on the list. It's 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 fiend fiend uh, profile pictures, Roman profile pictures, uh, some kind of diva. No, mm. all of those avoid at all costs. <laughs> right, yes, right. I forgot about those though, like hard, right? And so, I I forgot that if you don't classify what Bray does as the absolute best when talking about it, they're gonna come at you. Mm-hmm. And uh, and again. I didn't say anything negative about Bray in mind. Like I was like, this was good stuff. I, I, I just felt there were a couple of things better. That's it. Oh no, you can't say that, right? Can't do that. And then, can't say that. And when I said that Bray, by the way, when I put him at number three, uh, the previous week, I had said that. Uh, so what I got from people was, oh, Will just hates WWE. No, it's like the number one thing was Bianca versus Bailey. What are you talking about? That was what I put at number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I guess uh, I, this, is, this is how it goes. Yeah. Uh, I laughed pretty hard, admittedly, because I was like, I just gave this guy shit for this on our podcast. I was like, <laughs> Ray, Ray definitely was number one last week, and you guys threw him at number three. And I was like, dang. I hope I didn't encourage people to jump on my guy, but you did. it was really funny to me. Um, you piled on, the, you helped piled on, Phil. It was, Thanks. It was really funny because mm. I was like, wait, the, the guy is a thumbnail, and you guys got this guy at number three. I was like, come on, man. Come and nobody on. even noticed that Denise didn't put him on the list at all, right? So, like, Denise's list didn't even include Bray that week. Now so they think we got an agenda. Even be- Phil likes Bray Wyatt, you guys. We don't he, have an agenda. That was, okay. that was hysterical, by the way. People mm-hmm. getting mad at you guys and then going, you guys hate Bray. And I was like, you guys, mm-hmm. I love Bray. Don't, yeah, don't, no, don't love me in. Yeah, no, that <laughs> is. No, Phil Lindsay is, is all about uh, the, the, the spookiness and the... <laughs> You spooky know, is always if, so funny to me. It, nah, man, it, it, nah, it's it's definitely spooky out here, bro. Like, <laughs> that's <laughs> real. Spooky out here, that's man. real. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, definitely make sure, by the way, that you're sending in your super chats, your hyper chats. Donate a super chat. You're helping support what we do here on Grap City. Uh, and also send us your humper chats. Um, you can send those anytime you want throughout the week, throughout the day. We'll make sure we get to them. Just make sure you address for Grapsity, uh, if it's for Grapsity. Uh, but those can be sent at humperchats.com. We read both. Uh, we got one here. The shout out to the boy Andrew Zarian. He Ew. says, Happy Saturday, guys. Look forward to the show each week. Love hey, you, Andrew. Appreciate uh, it, Andrew. We got. Uh, Keep killing them out there, bro. I know, right? Uh, Chris. Chris says, so Bray will be fighting all of his alter egos in ring is where this all leads for the next year, I believe. Um, I mean, 
I don't think so. Uh, just because, like, how the hell do you pull that off? Look, Bray is... Bray is an extremely uniquely shaped individual. And that's not to say, like, that's a bad thing, right? I actually think that his shape... Um, it, it's unique. It's There's nobody shaped like Bray. It's in the same way we're, like... Even in the 2000s, I always felt like there's nobody on Earth shaped like Rhino. Like, you know, like if Rhino tried to like dress up as somebody else, um, uh, you, you wouldn't know it. Because you would know it. You know that wet hair. Come on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know it, right? And like Bray is a very uniquely shaped individual, though. But to the point of where, who the hell would be. Bray's alter egos. Mm. I mean, you would have to put them in like a bodysuit. There's no way. Bray is so, so, even at like his best shape, which I felt like was probably early 2019, like when he came back and he was just like, you know, he had really slimmed down. Mm -hmm. um, He still was very uniquely shaped. He's he's just Bray. That's how he looks. I just figured out what they're probably going to do with this situation. They are, they did just form a partnership with GCW. As we know, that's a real story. Definitely 100% real. (laughs) Everyone here believes it. And we've seen a little bit uh, a match that GCW has very often featuring a superstar called the invisible man. So what's going to happen is Bray's going to be in the (laughs) ring. They're going to have five holograms of the, the things that come up when Roman's entrance and the Usos, they're going to have five of those little guys in the ring with Bray Wyatt and he's going to invisible man the whole thing and have a zero out of five star match classic oh, of Bray Wyatt. Like he always does. Um, yeah, come on, man. Bray's Bray's going to do something with this character. This week was a very weird one. That promo with his, uh, theme song playing throughout the whole way, which was very distracting. People did like not like that music. theme thing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like background music and promos at all period because mm-hmm. like, I don't know. That shit sucks. Uh, but, the I'm actually a fan of it. Really? Yeah. The, it it depends on how it's used. I I think that um his theme music was too loud this week, and so it was mm-hmm. very distracting. Like I had to listen to it back to hear everything he was saying. Um, and then of course we got the 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 brief shot of Uncle Howdy. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, don't know where they're going with that, but we shall see. Yeah, I I, I have no idea where any of this is going. But uh, like I said, the I don't know. I don't like background music and promos um, unless the idea behind the promo is supposed to be that it was like pre-produced by the wrestler of like, hey, we were sent this tape. Here's this. But if it's just like, oh, yeah, a, I oh, guess we... that's what that's more what I'm talking about. I guess. Yeah. But if it's like a hey, we caught up with this person backstage and they're just like standing there with background music playing. I'm like, who's playing this? <laughs> like, who? where is this supposed to be coming from? Um, like, and I got remember me. in 09, WWE got like really weird with production where again sometimes they can step on their own toes when it comes to this kind of stuff but like remember when matt hardy turned heel on jeff and then uh he revealed he was behind all the stuff blowing up jeff hardy running him off the road all that stuff and then matt goes in the ring to explain it and the lights go out and like some eerie music starts playing while matt and he's in the ring talking and they're playing like (laughs) background music and i thought what are y'all doing why there's such an easy way to do this. Pretty silly. But for some reason, they decided we have to like up the production on this and really leave the realm of reality here. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I, I, I'm not a big fan of that stuff unless the idea is supposed to be that the wrestler put it together themselves. Can't believe um, you mentioned Matt Hardy on this podcast after what he did last night on Rampage. 
Yo, that son of a gun. Matt, Matt Hardy had a week. That that tweet he put out. Um, I have I have been thinking of the only whites in the joint all week and laughing. <laughs> um, Matt Hardy's a funny boy, man. That 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 clip of him rapping and did the you Zubas. see his answers to the quiz we talked about last yes. week? His, his answers to the quiz, him rapping in Zubas and a do rag, <laughs> hilarious. Um, yeah, his his rap last night and and Stokes' reaction to it, which <laughs> Stoke Stoke had the perfect reaction, just like just looking and walking away. Yeah, <laughs> just like I don't know what that was. I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Matt Hardy, man. Hey, shout out to Matt Hardy. One of the half, one half of one of the greatest tag teams of all time, man. Hardy Boards. After I watched that October 1999 No Mercy match, it was up all the way up. Like no I, other I tag watched... team existed in the world. I was like, these are the guys. I don't care about anybody else in the world. The Hardy Boards are the coolest fucking tag team there's ever been. So. I will say I have watched No Mercy 1999 quite a bit. I've seen that pay per view probably so much that uh, I don't even. <laughs> it's it's weird. I it's one of those shows that I've seen so much that I could probably recite all the video packages like mm-hmm. line for line, like the dog poop, the dog poop, the dog poop, because that had um, Rock versus uh, British, British Bulldog. Bulldog on it. Yeah. yeah. Which, by the way, uh, you know, I, I somebody asked me the other day because we were talking about uh, DX and some. I, I played that clip. Uh, I, I posted that clip on Twitter of X-Pac like, being visibly mad about uh, Billy oh, yeah. Gunn hitting the jackhammer on the rock. And somebody's like, what was the purpose behind turning DX heel at that point? Because like X-Pac was super popular, um, and the New Age Outlaws were super popular. The only one of them that was hated was Hunter. Why did you turn the whole group and reunite them with Hunter? And that pay-per-view we were just talking about is the reason why. Um, because they took a look at the landscape of things and were like, whoa, the heel landscape of WWE, like at that point was so bleak and that you had Mick Foley, one of the top baby faces facing Val Venus on that paper. Um, you had the rock who like, and it's not to knock British bulldog, but he was not at that level at that point. He was not not at the rocks level. He should Mm -hmm. not have been facing the rock on pay-per-view when they looked and they're like, we got the rock facing British bulldog. Like, we don't have a really great heel landscape at all. We got to fix this. And so they figured DX, the three of them, Road Dog, Billy Gunn, and X-Pac were like all kind of upper mid-carters that you could stick in there with Kane. You could stick in there with The Rock. You could stick in there with Austin. And all would work. So they were basically just like flip the whole group heel. Mm-hmm. And that way, one, it ties them all to the WWF champion who was Hunter at the time. And... Uh, it gives a whole lot of fodder to a lot of these baby faces we got. Now The Rock has somebody to beat up on every week in X Pac and Billy Gunn. Uh, you shooting Triple H way too much, Bell. He was like, I need all those guys' heat. They better stand behind me. I'm Triple H. I'm the fucking world champ. You know what's going on. That was well, the other, th- the other thing, too, was that Hunter was at the time tied to China, but China was getting so over as a baby face. They're like, we can't keep having Hunter out here as a heel with China behind him. And then later in the show, you have China beating up on Jeff Jarrett, getting these pops. Mm -hmm. Like, it doesn't make any sense to have China tied to Hunter anymore when she is getting way too popular and he's getting so much heat. Like, No Mercy literally ended. That show ends with um, China helping Hunter out with Austin 
Mm. Where earlier in the night she beat Jeff Jarrett for the Intercontinental title. None of that made any sense in terms of where she stood. So I was like, nah, you you got to just split them. But it right. turned out that that was probably in hindsight the that best. that like once you split them on screen, then it was like that put a whole lot of wheels in motion. Mm-hmm. Yep, man, we could probably do a Grapsity Talks classic wrestling Definitely. all day, and that that could be a. Uh, a whole other thing. We got some mm-hmm. other super chats here, by the way. Orion Ben says, begs the question, who would, or who do you consider world titles? I think the world titles right now, because um, I, I know AEW considers the ROH title, the a world title, and that's why Chris Jericho is the Ocho. But um, as far as what I consider world titles at this point, it's the WWE Undisputed World Championship. The I pretty much go off, for, off of what PWI does, um, yeah. which is, it's the WWE Undisputed World Championship and or Undisputed Universal Championship is what it's called, right? Uh, and then the... in actual real <laughs> I terms, know that makes Phil so mad that that belt even exists. Mer- merge those belts or split them. Like, in actual enough, real enough. terms, the and, AEW World and, and Championship AEW. is not a world championship because it hasn't been defended around the world. If we're like in real, real, real talks about it. But that's not how this works. It's still considered a world championship. It's considered a world title just because of the platform. Like right? the All and Atlantic that, Championship is more of a world championship than that <laughs> is because it's been around the fucking uh, world. Like I said, I think it's more about the platform than the yeah, than anything definitely. else. And I think the IWGP is yeah. uh, is a world title. Like those are the world titles mm-hmm. in my view. Yeah, and um, uh, you got it. Don't don't leave out the IWTV Championship, and you know, of course, the Pan African mm-hmm. Diaspora World Champion as well. Mm-hmm. If I'm ranking world championships, I don't know that um, I would necessarily include those if I'm talking about the top ranking like world champions. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I just thought I just thought he asked, "What do you consider championships?" I'm not. I wasn't ranking them. Oh yeah, no, no. I think he was just saying, "Who who do you consider like the world titles?" Like gotcha. out there, because like yeah. it's hard because um, like PWI kind of rescinded Impact's world championship status. Um, that you, they don't necessarily consider that, you know, when they're in, I know when you guys are doing your, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I know when you guys are doing the, um, uh, kind of the, the committee gathering for, uh, the qualifications for like, especially the top 10 and you consider titles one, that mm-hmm. the impact world title isn't weighted nearly as heavily as really anything. Oh um, yeah. Not at of, all. Yeah. And people are mad at us for that. Exactly. Like people <laughs> went to the list to be like, where's Josh Alexander? Blah, blah, blah. Why don't you do this? And it's, it's legit because of that. Like, I mean, it is what it is. You guys, we love impact, but like, come on. You know? I mean, like I said, I think it has a lot to do with platform. I think it has to yeah. do with how much exposure that championship has. Exactly. And so uh, impact, mean, uh, unfortunately, it's, it doesn't have that exposure any longer. Um, mm-hmm. It did at one point, but it, it just doesn't. And then the women's world championships too, you know. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and those are. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.
Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Raw, title as well, yeah. Raw Women's Championship. Uh, no, uh, getting IWGP World Heavyweight Women's Championship as yeah. well. Hey, that belt looks so dope too. I, mm-hmm. uh, I kind of want it. Uh, and I'm like, where, where would I put it though? Is the question. So no, um, that's a yeah, great looking so, championship. Which that was another thing from the Jade thing where people were like, oh, you think Jade is a world champion? I'm like, <laughs> people know they will intentionally miss a point when they mm-hmm. don't want to or when they want to uh, dunk on a specific person making a point. Right. Um, they will go out of their way to miss a point. Yes. We know that. Shucky Ducky says, quack, how quack. much wood would a wood Chuck Taylor, Chuck Taylor, Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate it, Shuck. Okay. Shucky. Ah, <laughs> oh, Shucky Ducky. <laughs> uh, coffee Black. Uh, there was nothing in that. But if you had to send something, or if you were trying to, either way, we, we appreciate the donation of Super Chat. Yes. Thank um, you. Dream Ninja says, random thoughts. Very happy for Willow. Props to the ref checking on Hangman and getting the dock faster than an MMA ref. Uh, I'm digging crazy live. Nyla is great. Reg, don't stop triggering fools on Twitter. Um, I mean, Reg definitely has to keep his own sanity too. So just keep definitely. that in mind. Yeah. Um, no. Yeah. I mean, talking about the, the hangman stuff, uh, of course, the ending of this week's dynamite was, um, was a rough one in that 10 minutes before the show was supposed to be over. Uh, the match was called due to Hangman suffering from a concussion. Um, and so far, everybody is saying he's okay. Uh, Tony mm-hmm. Khan had said he was actually smiling you know, afterward. Um, he was he was knocked out. And uh, again, uh, if you didn't see me talk about it on um, Day After Dynamite, there's actually a really good video. Uh, Brian Sutter, um, MD, he analyze he does he has a YouTube channel um, and he analyzes sports injuries. Um, he did a really good video analyzing Biggie's injury back earlier this year, um, and he does a really great job explaining Hangman's injury um, just from what he sees as a doctor. Uh, it's really great stuff. Awesome. Just it gives me a really great understanding. Um, he points out specifically he was like when you see Hangman's body kind of stiffen. Um, almost immediately, he points out that that hit to him is a sign of a concussion and that he was probably unconscious. And he says, but it's about five seconds before you see Hangman's body loosen again. And he's like, that to me is a sign that he regained consciousness. So um, he, you could see at what points he ex- he's explaining why Doc Sampson is doing certain things he's doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, it's just, it's a, it gives you a really great understanding of where the injury likely took place. Um, he believes, he says it could have been the impact of the clothesline, but it was most likely he believes. His head impact, hitting the mat. Yeah, hit his head hitting the mat was what he believes it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and I could see that. He, he explains that very thoroughly. Shout um, out to Doc Sampson for reals and the uh, 
right. the Paul referee. Turner. Paul, Paul Turner killed it. Oh my god, amazing! Paul work. Turner Paul immediately Turner. gathering. He's that. a veteran. I mean, that's yeah. like, yeah, of course, of course, yeah. yeah. You know, Paul Turner goes back quite a ways. Um, you look up, you watch yourself some old Ring of Honor matches. You're going to see Paul Turner there. Paul, Turner's he's seen every. He's been in the match with matches with Samoa Joe and Brian Danson and Loki. Like he knows about people getting knocked out, and he knows about yeah. all the things. So yeah. Shout out to yeah, him. you know, and and, um, and getting knocked out is tough, right? Because, um, you know, thinking about Hangman there, for example, he was out for about five seconds. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that, you know, that was enough for Paul Turner to have noticed in the first second and was like, call the match, we're done. Yeah. Um, but like five seconds is also enough time for, you know, somebody to not notice and somebody to try and continue the match. Yeah. Right. Like that, that happens all the time happens. where the uh, the guy regains consciousness when the referee gets to him. So he's like, I'm good. And he's not good. And the referee right. just continues the match. So, yeah. Yeah. Like we've, we've seen that. And that very well could have happened um, where the de- concussion isn't even noticed until after the match. Right. Mm-hmm. But uh, our wrestlers that- try to be hard and just like, I'm working through it. I'm good. I'm going to keep going. And it's like, you, you don't, you don't have to. We can stop right. this match right now. It's a world title match. It doesn't matter. Stop this match. Get the, the doctor in here. Let's get this mm-hmm. man worked on. And shout out also to John Moxley for being a professional at everything he ever does and handling every situation the best you ever could, how he handled the crowd, how he handled. I mean, he TV. dropped a few F-bombs. In I mean, you know, <laughs> it's crowd. a pretty heated moment. It's a pretty heated moment. Part, he yeah, it was it like, to, you know, he brought you it know, no, props to Moxley. Like, there's probably nobody else that I would have counted on to hand the mic to. To just, right. you know, there's probably three people I mm-hmm. would say you could probably do that kind of situation. Pretty much with. the ones that they've been talking about, Moxley, Jericho, and Danielson. Like, these are the yeah. only guys you can really get in the mic to be like, let us, you know feel okay about this whole thing yeah yeah feel, yeah fill some time and, and let it go uh moxley is a guy i would count on for that but yeah he definitely the, he had the sensors on their on their toes during that promo they gotta uh, give him a pass yeah. in this way <laughs> hey i mean look they they caught it right none of it made mm. it through to tbs uh fight got it all but none of it made it through to tbs so nah i i just that was a moment that um, they they figured everything out. You could tell they were spending about what was it like two to three minutes trying to figure out. Okay, how do we get to the MJF thing? Because mm-hmm. yeah. um, you know, obviously the show still has to end with MJF attempting a cash in. Except now Moxley is not going to be like incapacitated mm-hmm. uh, and. And people are saying this, people are thinking this was an audible, the MJF thing, but it was not. Boy, the MJF listen. thing itself wasn't an audible. The audible right. was that Moxley was supposed to have just barely survived Hangman. Right. And, um, and the audible was, because uh, I mentioned I, I maybe thought this was the case on Day After Dynamite, and then somebody reached out to me and said, you're pretty spot on. Um, but it was uh, that Moxley was supposed to have been kind of just, you know, he was bleeding, right? He was supposed to have just barely survived and it was going to be a shot of MJF about to cash in on a vulnerable Moxley with Regal looking at him like that, like, what are you doing? Taking another shortcut. And then MJF was going to be like, no, I'm going to be a man and I'm going to do this at full gear uh, when you're 100%. I don't want you at whatever you are now. And then that was going to be it. But instead, 
Moxley is like standing and on his toes and just fine. Hyped so, up. Adrenaline's so, going. <laughs> yeah. So the audible is how does MJF still attempt to cash in on, I guess, still a kind of good Moxley. Mm-hmm. And so they, they did adjust all of that. Right. Uh, yeah, but it was it, gonna go off the air otherwise. If this year has told me anything, we need to we need the the men in black neutralizer for a lot of fans to forget the word work because every oh, time anything God. happens, it's a work, it's a work. work. No, it's not. Stop mm-hmm. stop calling everything a work. You a lot of times when you guys are getting worked, you have no idea. So stop it. <laughs> like I it ain't a work people, if we all know what it is. That's yeah, I saw a works. lot of people like, oh well, he's not really hurt. It's a work. It's like, no, guys. Like I thought it was pretty telling when they cut to commentary right away and they wouldn't show the guy in the ring anymore. If I'm they're like, not yeah, shooting no. him, that's a sign yeah. right there. I know. That's uh and maybe it's just young wrestling fans, right? Because I still have uh, probably a lot of PTSD from watching Over the Edge oh, 1999, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, Owen Hart, right? Where like JR is telling us on commentary, this is not a part of the show, so we're not going to film this. Like he, he is telling us that when it's not, that what we film is part of the show. That's what we do. But if it's not supposed to happen, if it wasn't part of our rundown, we don't film it. Right. Um, because you never know what can go wrong, and that's uh, that's just not what you want to put out there. So yeah. um, the fact that they kept it away from the ring, that should have been the biggest tell. The mm-hmm. fact that they went back through the card, which was just the video package they ran uh, right. From, right before the match, just going back through, they're like, okay, let's take it back. And the the biggest tell should have been Excalibur wasn't speed reading all of that. Right. Excalibur is like, okay, I'm gonna slow you, slowly take you through mm-hmm. all of the next upcoming Rampage matches yeah. and the upcoming Dynamite matches, and we'll just kind of stay on each one for a little bit. And do you, Taz, Taz being able to not concentrate. No. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, if 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 we were getting if worked, Taz look, takes off his glasses, yeah, yeah, <laughs> if we were getting work, Taz is one of the greatest actors of all time. Um, like, mm-hmm. no, this this wasn't a work. But I think people need to chill out on that because we've seen that in almost every controversy this year. Like the Sasha stuff happens. Oh, it's a work, guys. Uh, the MJF stuff happens. It's a work, guys. Uh, the Punk stuff happens at that that press conference. It's a work. Everything is not a work, guys. Calm down. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think the funniest thing is. Um, I think it's just fans not wanting to believe that something's gone wrong. And I fully understand that, right? Like you Mm -hmm. don't want, you'd rather feel like they got one over on you Mm -hmm. than feeling like, oh shit, something bad. That was real. Because you you don't want to feel like something bad has happened. Mm -hmm. I fully get that. I do Uh, get that. So um, shout out Hangman though. He's um, he's in a position to recover. That's a good thing. He's a fucking Um, trooper, man. yeah. Uh, Yeah. Young boy says, gentlemen, I have come to the conclusion that Jay Uso is a hater because he was the only one that got his ass beat to be in the bloodline. Thoughts? <laughs> I mean, look, actually, you know what, though? That's, I'm not mad at it. <laughs> that's true. You know what's funny, though, is how much the story kind of shifted because it felt like for a while, Jimmy was supposed to be the one who had his eye on everything, who was like, mm-hmm. you know, Jay fell in line because he got his ass beat by Roman and all that. When... Jimmy fell in line. Jimmy was was just like, yeah, whatever. Like, mm-hmm. And, you know, Roman's like, hey, check your brother. And But then it's all kind of shifted back to Jay, where Jay's now uh, the hater. He he don't trust anybody. He 
Jimmy is the one that's just like, oh, I'm gonna just go with the flow, whatever. You mm-hmm. Sammy saying, yeah, we, we, we the champs, right? we good. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> Jimmy <laughs> fell in line real quick. Uh, Jay, Jay is essentially conspiracy brother. He's like, yo, mm-hmm. I went through all of this stuff to get in. You just gonna let this white boy in? You just gonna? That's it's that easy. <laughs> He's conspiracy I mean, brother. He has a reason. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, he, we have we haven't beat his ass yet, and he's still just kicking it. What's going on we, here? Yeah. We, he hasn't had to go through none of the stuff I had to go through. You just gonna let this guy in? You just gonna trust this guy? You know, no, I bro, feel him. Jay, Jay had to get embarrassed. I, I hate you. Right. But, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, Jay had to face him in hell in a cell. Mm-hmm. None of these other guys nah, had to be in hell in a ass cell. his beat. He was down bad for a minute. <laughs> I see why, man. I'd be out there fighting, too, and beating everybody up. Some bullshit. No, I, I, I would have been, been mad last night, too, having to listen to that Logan Paul promo in the back. Like, why are we giving this dude all this time? Why is he getting the main events by? I would have ran out there and wanted to throw hands on him, too. <laughs> Straight up. Straight up. Like, get this dude out of here, man. Getting a world title match? Hell no. Nah. Yeah, see? Yeah. Uh, we're a week away, by the way, from from Crown Jewel. That's coming up. Crown, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know what? Uh, I, I guess credit words do. Mm-hmm. Three years ago, four years ago, even when these Saudi shows first kept happening, you know, there was a lot of uh, hate toward those shows. It was a dude. I just um, remembered I was on TMZ Live one time. You know when they do the little call in thing? I uh-huh. did one of those one time. They they were in my DMs and they were like, "Do you want to come on and talk about Saudi Arabia?" And I was like, "Sure." <laughs> Wait a minute. I did one of Wait. those. Yeah. <laughs> I did Bro, one of those. Sending my guy a message like, "Yo, you want to come on and talk about Saudi TMZ, Arabia?" I'm, I'm, yeah. well, and, you know they, they were people referred to them as the Saudi blood money shows. Remember, mm-hmm. there was the uh, the situation with the the plane being stalled in 2019. Um, there was a, pretty much all of that. But you know what? WWE stuck to their guns on these shows, and now nobody cares. They're I haven't just seen up, one well, thing about. I, I, blood did did money you think they time. were not going to stick to their guns? This is what but, like but a ten-year deal. They weren't getting. But, out of this no, deal. I, I know that. I know they weren't getting out of the deal. It was more so that fans don't care anymore. They're they just changed like, the optics as fuck. They changed the optics. Now fans are look. I mean, well, you don't hear about to care. Yeah, I know, but you don't hear about it at all anymore. Now it's just like, eh, Crown Jewel's coming up. Eh, it's an afternoon show. It's an easy watch. You know, that's all we hear anymore about it. It's. Uh, what the last one was elimination chamber um we just get those shows is there gonna be a women's sports watching you guys think sports watching yeah probably uh, probably yeah probably they're I just don't know. waiting long as fuck to announce it uh yeah they've been i don't know they've been doing weird things with their women's booking i mean i don't know having one women's match on monday was kind of strange uh, yeah. two mondays in a row um i hey i said though i, I said uh, that I've heard from people that Hunter's a big fan of Dynamite. I guess he's a big fan of we thought. <laughs> he's like, oh, let me try that little trick too. <laughs> um, yeah. No, um, I mean, but he loves him some damage control. He had him on everybody's show. Yeah. Um, uh, well, and that's the thing is damage control. I mean, they're the uh, tag team champs. Um, mm-hmm. It was a good match last night. There were two matches last night. We got yeah. to see Hardcore Live, and we got to see the – you're not a fan, Phil? It stinks. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it does. It stinks. I'm not a fan. Uh, yeah, no. I'm in wait-and-see mode. I want to see where it Yo. goes because I think I, – I, I'll say this. I don't see anything that could get over more than mm, – Gotcha. Um, 
what she's doing. A woman who likes getting her ass beat and loves to just tear shit up. Because, like, I'm noticing when she goes and grabs weapons, things like that, people get into it. Um, they're liking the dies. Like, if she just becomes, like, Mick Foley of the women's division. Um, oh, that's <laughs> people... You know who did that before, and that is also a WWE superstar now? Candice LeRae. That used to be her thing in PWG. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I mean, if you were going to do that with a woman, Nikki Cross was right there. I mean, or uh, do it with Candice LeRae, who has been super kicked with the thumbtack Nike. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I'm just saying. I mean, and look, I, I like Liv as a, as a wrestler. I do think that she knows how to um, get to a, I I think she knows how to speak to a crowd because the crowd is clearly into what she's doing. Definitely. Um, but boy, can I tell you that I am sick of people doing harley quinn or joker gimmicks like i'm over both Mm -hmm. like we've seen it to death it's like if we know anything about a lot of uh a lot of white people in wrestling they like joker i got you cool that's a fact Uh, i mean uh uh pentagon's pretty obsessed too so no pentagon (laughs) pentagon loves that uh that joker gear he wears it every time he gets a chance um (laughs) But no, man, live, live, is, live is cool. I just, I, I just wonder what is the end game for this. I mean, and I could come in here, here. I can come in here a few weeks from now and go, look, this is, this is great. It's, it's working. But for now, I'm. Hmm, well, they're not, saying not they're trying to say that she might be attached to your boy. I guess that's where this is leading to. So. Bray Bray. Yeah. I mean, that's the because I, I, I wouldn't do it if that's what they're aiming for. Um, I think she. Like you gotta get people over on their own. Like you, right. it, it, WWE has no shortage of of groups and factions right now, mm-hmm. um, and so I definitely wouldn't form this off of people who are kind of already who, who already have something going right now. Gotcha. Um, yeah. That's what I I wouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I don't think Liv is a heel. I think Liv is still functioning as a as a babyface. So why? Oh would yeah, you... she's beating the shit out of Sonya Deville. Who... Right. So why would you put her with Bray, who is clearly positioning himself as a heel? That doesn't really make sense. I think mm-hmm. Bray should not position himself as a heel. By the way, I think that is a colossal mistake. Yeah, I don't um, really understand why they're doing that. Because I he can't had... think that after that pop that he got at Extreme Rules, how could you? How could you? I can't think of. And after my any... damn mentions, how could you? <laughs> I can't think of any babyface <laughs> who came out of a feud with Bray Wyatt better for it. Genuinely. I mean, uh, Phil's boy definitely said that out loud. So Rollins definitely was like, we all did not have a good time after. We had- and, and I'm not just talking about the feud. I'm talking about um, like he was already getting booed. It was it's kind of the story of his career. But John Cena, the, the John Cena sucks champ began in the Bray Wyatt feud. That's where that's he should have won that match. That's why <laughs> he did not need to win that match. That's why. But, like, but again, that's uh, people want to love Bray Wyatt. Roman Reigns, you know, the, luckily they were playing off of the whole anyone but you, Roman. Um, they were playing off of the fact that people didn't like Roman Reigns, but Roman uh, was getting booed to that feud. Um, Dean Ambrose, he was okay in the sense that they. Uh, I mean, he did have a toaster explode in his face or whatever that was. That was time. a TV screen. TV screen, yeah, not a toaster. Um, I mean, um, Brian, but- Brian came out two times better. I mean, when he had the initial feud with the Wyatt family, he came out better because of it. 
And then, of course, when he was transitioning from Planet's Champion to Babyface again, he came out of the other. You can't. I mean, when Brian you talk had about accent. Bray Wyatt, you can't talk about Daniel Bryan. Anytime you talk about a, a wrestler, you can't mention Brian Danson because, like Why? I said, he'll have a we're great not, match. We're not, we're not talking about. We're not Hold talking on. about wrestling stuff. Hold on, we're not talking about wrestling stuff. We're talking about who came out better character wise, and Brian came out better character wise. I mean, two Brian times. came out. Brian came out better character wise. Totally by accident. That was not by design. Uh, that was, nah. No, 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 nah, man. Wait, 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 wait. No, first no, off, first no, time no, no. was definitely by accident. Because Brian, he was supposed to turn heel. That wasn't supposed definitely. to happen. That was that was supposed to be him staying with the Wyatt family. Mm-hmm. He was supposed to stay with Bray going into WrestleMania. He had gear made. He was going to just be a part of the Wyatt family. But they were like, ah, this ain't working because the fans still want to cheer Brian. So let's just go with the yes stuff again. But like... As a matter of fact, they completely retconned the fact that he cut a promo on SmackDown. And luckily, it was during a period where nobody was watching SmackDown. He cut a promo. He you peopled the people. He was like, you people were chanting yes, but did you really love me? Or were you just, it wasn't just the chant. Uh, And again, they retconned all of that. They were like, nah, none of that ever happened. He was secretly just playing Bray the whole time. Um, But, and then the second time, did he come out better the second time? I wouldn't say he did. He Yo, just turned face again. Y'all got to come on, man. Right, come on, man. <laughs> like, yes, he came out that. better the other time. Stop, man. What are y'all doing? <laughs> I think he came did out he? better for Nah, him. man. Yo, y'all are tripping, man. He? And, <laughs> yes, he did. And he accidentally got his head shaved and his beard cut off. No. Do anybody he... remember that wasn't supposed to happen when Bray was just supposed to take like a little lock of his hair, but like accidentally like shaved off so much that Brian ended up having to shave his head? Mm-hmm. I don't remember that. Y'all, y'all trying to say that y'all trying to stick with this point that nobody has come out of this thing better and go, well, no, Brian didn't either. Did he really come out? Come on, man. Go back and look at the pop of when he came out after after that cage match and he started doing the yes chant. Go back and watch that and tell me, yes, he did. I don't care if it's circumstantial. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I don't care if you try to say it was circumstantial and say, oh, well, it, it was. was it was an accident. Man, go back and look at the reaction to that. But again, he walked in with that. He walked into the Wyatt family feud just as over. It Yo, wasn't because of Bray Wyatt I, I, that he was going to get that trajectory. I don't, I don't want to hear it next time you guys are going, Bray Wyatt fans are the worst. I don't know why you guys think we hate Bray. Like, look what y'all are doing. Like, come on, chill out, man. They, he I mean, has Bray come Wyatt at... fans don't know what facts are. They just know what Yo, fucking you, you, fucking You, you, you outright told are. these guys that this guy can't wrestle. <laughs> I didn't say that. Yeah, did. I said, you, give me a good match. Yeah, and then somebody did. was like, what about work rate? And I was you like, we're not know. talking about you, work rate, dude. You, you came on this podcast and said he's a bad wrestler. And then... When somebody agreed with me, then you went, nah, man, show me a good Bray Wyatt match. He ain't show got no good matches. Nobody still show me a good Bray Wyatt <laughs> match. Right, right, right. Yeah, I will match. tell you, there's... Hey, so we got um, rerun. The boys man. trash. Let's move on. <laughs> See what I'm saying? Like like I said, I don't want to hear it again later when they're like, man, why do Bray Wyatt fans think we don't like him? I'm going with the bit now. I don't give a shit. <laughs> rerun says for grab city so excited that willow finally got her graphic love dynamite with the mjf regal classic and wheeler speaking truth to brian me too um we're gonna get into willow of course let's see there's uh this one comes from let's see all right this one's comes from uh black phoenix brand he says uh 
I'm convinced Will and I are multiverse variants. The latest proof, my birthday is October 27th. Hashtag Scorpio. Hey, I'm 1026 coming up Let's this Wednesday. Go, um, he says, if each of you could remix any past WWE slash WWF theme and give it to a current wrestler, what theme would you choose and who would you give it to? I want to hear a... We'll take Carmelo Hayes. Mm-hmm. And I would give him a trap remix of Ted DiBiase's theme. Mm. Ah. Just because I like that hook. I love that money, 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 mm-hmm. money, money. And I want the uh, everybody's got a price. Just, but I want to remix in a trap way. That's what I would do. So you give that to Carmelo and not the guy that spent weeks doing like the bit with, with Million Dollar Man? Yeah, because I wanted to, I I don't want the trap beat on him, but um. <laughs> he already has a trap beat, don't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's got the he's got the Josiah theme song, doesn't he? Yeah. Oh no, so. they took Josiah off. I think I think they remixed him. Oh, did they? Mm-hmm. Oh, that sucks. That does suck. Yeah, that was um, one of the, one of the things I didn't like about uh, Spears turning faces that he's not using Josiah's theme anymore because that right. theme was dope. That thing yeah. was pretty hot, man. Damn. Well, right now, though, you've got two people doing the the 10 thing because I know that uh, they were supposed to be transitioning. Um, yeah, I thought they were about to blow that off last night. Yeah, but then they realized that the card was kind of weak and they had to mm-hmm. get some type of, like, something b- big match on there. Otherwise, like, I didn't think that was a great rampage. I thought it had some interesting stuff, but, like, for the most part, if you had to buy tickets to that, like, that was a live rampage. And uh, if you didn't have that Orange Cassidy title defense, that show really didn't give you much. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, like, I feel like the Orange Cassidy match probably brought it up to, like, a six from what probably would have been, like, a four out right. of ten. But the – could you imagine if yeah. that was the, the the card that those guys got that – paid all that money like you had almost 2000 fans there which for daily's place like if you've ever been to daily's place daily's place only holds 3500 and so to have put in and dynamite when when day when dynamite was at daily's place earlier this year i think it did 1700 people um that was back in march so this was more than the last dynamite so you and that dynamite had that undisputed elite versus best friends match so yeah. like you you had something um yeah i i kind of feel like they should have just uh centered the entire episode around the jade and nyla stuff because that was all mm-hmm. of the most entertaining stuff from the episode mm-hmm. it was um i i I, mean, I, I, I i like the setup of orange cassidy <laughs> just coming yeah. up from behind the bar plopping the belt down and tony khan being like all right book it mm-hmm. yeah uh but yeah a lot of the other stuff was just kind of like all right uh, just kind of cool. there huh um but yeah all of the jade and nyla stuff was great and i was sitting there when i tweeted you know who's from florida because when she was like uh yeah layla better win if she's going back to indies i was like is this where red comes back Mm. and apparently not so yeah yeah. not this time (laughs) uh jennifer says happy early birthday will thank you um Good morning, gents. Can we all just celebrate for a moment for Willow? I am so happy right now. Much love, as always. Keep thriving. Yes, I uh, I want to give Willow her flowers here because uh, kind of knew she was signed for a while. But yeah. um, the fact that she's she got a moment 
to get to celebrate. And uh, I, I was to see, man. Oh my god, amazing! She got that Look, moment uh, in the ring, like man. Shout out to Righteous Reg, who um, a little over a year ago was asked who he thought could be the next big. Uh, I guess babyface to come out of the indie scene, and Reg was straight up like it's Willow Nightingale. I mm-hmm. think Willow Nightingale has everything it takes to be a star on TV, and she's got the personality, she's got the ability, she's got everything it takes to be it. Facials and- are crazy. Like she doesn't even have to say anything, and you're like, I want this person to win. I believe in her. She's great. Yeah, and I mean, I, I every time she has just a little bit of success, I think back to Reg saying that. But honestly, there's another thing I think back to, which was that WrestleMania weekend um in 2021 the collective um i went to ali catch's real hot girl ship mm-hmm. um and i brought a friend of mine with me who had never been to a wrestling show ever um it's just a friend of mine who lived in tampa and it was one of those opportunities one of my best friends and um i barely ever get to see her but i just was like She'll be pissed at me if I go to mm-hmm. Tampa for this WrestleMania weekend and I don't like say hi at least once. And so it was like, we went and got breakfast. And then I had said to her, and she's like, what are you getting into the rest of the day? And I said, well, I got a bunch of wrestling stuff I got to go hit. And she's like, okay. And kind of gave a look like, all right, well, it was good to see you for 10 minutes. And I'm mm-hmm. like, you could come if you want, but like, you know, I'm getting wrestling stuff. And she's like, all right, you know, I've never been. Um, I'm interested in this. So she comes with me, right? The one wrestler who stuck out to her the entire time, having seen barely any pro wrestling. She she said the most wrestling she ever watched was like in 1999-2000, right? Mm-hmm. When it was like everybody watched it. Right. But other than that, she didn't know any wrestling. But she's just like watching these acts here, outdoors, collective. And the one person who stood out to her more than anybody else was Willow Nightingale. And that was what told me at that moment that willow has what it takes to hook somebody who doesn't watch pro wrestling yeah and that was almost well that's a year and a half ago mm-hmm. feels like forever ago because you know we were outdoors Time. masked you still couldn't have full capacity events mm-hmm. and like i've now been to 17 events this year so. <laughs> <laughs> things have really changed yeah it's been a couple years honestly three or four years i knew the first time when i saw willow mm-hmm. that she was going to be the one because exactly what you're describing in indie crowds, there would be people that never seen wrestling, never been to shows, little kids that were just inspired by this person. Just th- their her presence in the ring, interacting with fans. You just could just tell that she was the one. And then when she turns it on, when it's when the bell rings and she starts going at it, she has a different style than everyone else. She works different. She is just an amazing talent, and you want her to win, and you're gonna get behind her. I knew this day was coming for a long time. I'm so happy that it happened the way it happened. And uh, it's only up for here, from here for and, Willow, and, honestly. And to the AEW base, uh, like I always say, AEW fans attach to people that they feel are theirs. Right. Um, that they feel, you know, that we brought them to the dance. They didn't, mm-hmm. they weren't made by anybody else. And they are going to feel, you know, granted, we've known of Willow for a long time. But AEW fans are going to feel like they brought her to the dance. They're going to yep. feel like um, she's one of ours that, uh, that, especially now that AEW owns Ring of Honor, 
Uh -huh. <laughs> so like even as she was getting her due in Ring of Honor, it's still to AEW fans going to feel like she is going to be one of their home talents. Exactly. And when she gets that big to win, it's going to feel like their homegrown person got the big win and it's going to be even bigger than it would be previously. So this is great. I love everything that happens. This is a testament also to people that talk about AW dark and things like that and losses and all these things. It's like, it's all leading to something. You take three, four, five losses. When you enter something, you could get quote unquote jobbed out. You could whatever the dumb terms you think are going to happen. You just have to weather the storm and eventually you could get your own big moment on AEW rampage with Tony Schiavone. I'm just telling yeah, you. I, I, I like the way I look at it is it does show that dark can work, right? Yeah. That it shows that, um, cause we've seen it a couple of times we've seen, um, somebody like a, uh, the acclaimed, the acclaimed mm -hmm. is like dark's biggest success story that yep. they came in, they got over as an act. People wanted to see them, um, do their thing, uh, in front of more audiences. The more we saw them, the more, the bigger the pops got till you eventually had to turn them baby face. And then they got the big win at grand slam, which was arguably the biggest moment at grand slam. And mm -hmm. you had a world title match. Uh, yeah. <laughs> where we crowned John Moxley as champ. But uh, it's kind of the same deal where uh, it, it just feels like Willow got to come in. I feel like she got to come in with a little more flair just because yeah. she was already doing kind of bigger things in Ring of Honor. Right. And, um, and then, of course, the first Ring of Honor show under Tony Khan is more an AEW show than anything else. Like... Mm -hmm. uh, it was all AEW crew working there. It was all AEW refs, AEW everything. Uh, but Willow got to kind of show out in front of that audience WrestleMania weekend and, and really be over with people. Um, but I think it's going to be a cool thing. I think that yep. it's it's nice seeing in that women's division women getting organically over. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think it's going to ultimately show that people care because that's the thing that we've wanted – for the women's division more than anything else is for fans to show the AEW brass, whoever that is, whether it's Tony Khan. I mean, ultimately he's the top guy there who needs to be shown that fans care. Um, who need, that's the way that the message is sent and that we're starting to see people like Jamie Hayter get really mm -hmm. over and that the fans are screaming for Jamie Hayter. They want to see her. They want to see uh, Willow Nightingale now. She's another one who's organically over that they've been calling for. Um, the more of that we start to see, I think the more you can't start to deny them seeing these people. So, And then we got returning um, things going. like that big Riho pop from the other day. Like We got a lot of pieces that are bringing this thing together, baby. Re Re the Riho pop. <laughs> the Riho pop was great. All, the, all of the memes that sparked out of this yes. uh, of Triple H Fierce Riho was hilarious. So uh, good. Uh, Rio was, was trending for a second before the show even started because mm. uh, that she picture of her backstage yeah. got everywhere and then everybody was like, oh, it's over. NXT lost. And so um, <laughs> when she actually came out and it got the pop, I, it made it even funnier. It um, did. Um, I just love that Rio just now has like this internet um, fan base that has nothing to do with like her character or her wrestling. It's just this idea that she single-handedly beat NXT. Um, <laughs> it's hilarious. It's perfect. It's so um, good. But no, I was really happy to see Rio too. Uh, mm -hmm. 
Uh, if you're giving me Rio versus Tony Storm at some point, come on, man. Ooh, yes. She uh, wrestled uh, Jungle Kiona on Dark the other night. Looking forward mm. to that match. Well, not the other night, Friday. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Looking forward to that. But, yeah, really happy for Willow. Um, really deserves this. I, she was definitely one of those people from Ring of Honor that was like, yeah, you've got to sign her. Mm. Um, there's still some people from Ring of Honor that I'm like, come on, what are you waiting for? Get them Trish. over here. Yeah, come on. Get Trish over here. Mm-hmm. Uh but yeah, no, it's great. Um, I I love that she got her moment in the ring. It wasn't like she's all elite and she got the graphic afterwards. They put the graphic on the screen at uh, Daly's place. So that was a cool moment for her. Um, oh, and yeah. Maria's there now. Yeah. Wow. And, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I did love Willow tweeting that she didn't even know it was on the screen. Um, mm. That like that was a big part of the pop. Uh, and, you know, it's just it was a good genuine moment. I, I Beautiful really moment, that man. Oh, yeah. my God. So great. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, cool to see that graphic. Um, and yeah, and uh, speaking of, yeah, you said Maria's there. I knew they'd be mad. I didn't think they'd say anything publicly, but like a few oh, people about um, the kingdom showing up before they had blown uh, off. Because like I watched Impact this week. Um, I watched it the last couple of weeks. But of course, there was a big blow off at the end of Impact this week where uh, you have the big moment at the end with PCO. Um, and did they do no a lo- loser lease town match or something like that no they just they lost uh so honor no more lost the or not specifically the ogk lost the titles mm-hmm. to um heath slater and rhino um and <laughs> what <laughs> oh god you're <laughs> i yeah. yeah i don't know what they're doing over there bro yeah so they lost the tag titles to heath slater and rhino and then afterwards there was a big uh, moment of are you committed to uh, honor no more and um, yeah it's so but the fact was watching this knowing that well three people from this segment already <laughs> showed up in <laughs> I don't think they have an alliance to honor no more they are out of, they have honor but like now. but like in the segment they're like no 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 we're we're here we're with you and uh I'm like uh so I get what they're mad about. I didn't think they'd say it publicly, but like Brian Hebner was pissed. Brian Hebner uh, actually said publicly, he's like, you couldn't have waited just like one week. To- Dude, come on. You know, at like shooting uh, the ROH or the OGK some bail, Ring of Honor, everybody, or Impact, everybody reads those spoilers, dude. Nobody's watching your show like, oh, I don't know what happens. Everybody knows what happens. So relax. I don't think it's I mean, that big of a deal. Yeah. Uh- I mean, what did you want them to wait? It, it's not its not everybody else's fault that other people are live shows and Impact right. is not live anymore. It's tape shows. I mean, I don't think they did it intentionally to screw over Impact. I think no. it was just it was just bad timing. You think um, they're supposed to be like, oh, no, we're not. We're going to wait to be on TV. No, we got an opportunity yeah, right now. Not, I'm going. <laughs> they're not under contract anymore. So, no, they don't have an obligation to wait. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's weird. Uh, sorry, I just got a text. Uh so I'm gonna keep doing the show as much as I can, but apparently carpet cleaning guys are showing up here and like they said we'll be there by noon. I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm like, oh, uh, you getting the Stanley uh, Steamers coming through? What's going on? Oh, so, that's what's up. So yeah, they they might be coming to to clean up this carpet here, um, which it could probably use. It's been a couple years, uh, but uh, yeah, but no, I'm I'm. Very happy for Willow. Happy for Maria mm-hmm. and uh, the kingdom as well. 
Um, of course, you're going to get people that are like, oh, why do we need the kingdom? It's like just I think it's this weird thing with wrestling fans where if it's something for them, they'll go up for it. But if it's not something for them at all, it's just like, well, why do we need this? Uh, mm-hmm. You might not like it, but somebody else somewhere might like it. You don't have to dump on something just because it ain't for you. Right. Hey, I mean, I can think of a purpose. So let's say hypothetically the elite is returning soon, which a lot of people believe at this stage that uh, some people believe they could be back as soon as full gear. Um, mm-hmm. But like, there's pretty much a lot of people thinking that the elite are going to be back. The elite still have a story that's incomplete, which yep. is that they've got a beef with one Adam Cole. Adam Cole at one point had a trio that was himself, Bobby Fish, and Kyle O'Reilly. But Kyle O'Reilly's going to be out a long time from that neck injury. Bobby Fish is... Uh, Somewhere. Cutting silent promos. <laughs> um, and so Adam Cole, whenever he's due to return, don't have a group. Right. No, man. Except oh, there is a group that and Adam Cole... Seeds. Seeds but there was, already. there was a group that Adam Cole was a the leader of at one point uh-huh. that was called uh the kingdom That's and right. it consisted of adam cole matt taven mm-hmm. mike bennett mm-hmm. and maria canellis mm. almost as if you could resume the story with adam cole's other faction have them reunite uh you actually the funny thing is tony khan actually owns all the footage of that version of the kingdom that all belongs to tony khan that's so right. like he could uh you could do the kingdom versus you know what the kingdom had wars with the bullet club as well so yep. like that's also stuff you can all call back to um yeah some may recall a main event that consisted of the kingdoms adam cole uh mike bennett and matt taven against the young bucks and aj styles uh that saw maria take three super kicks mm-hmm. um and uh, but otherwise, that's something you could revisit. That is a way to kind of pay the story back off of Adam Cole. Because as a matter of fact, it would almost bring Adam Cole full circle. Like in a right. way where Adam Cole came into AEW and he rejoined the Elite. And then um, he also reformed the Undisputed Elite. And like the last piece of it, since you can't really do Mount Rushmore anyway, um, the last piece of it would be, hey, bring it back around to the kingdom and then have ultimately Adam Cole decide he doesn't need any groups at this point. He's just Adam Cole, but you have to pay off the elite versus Cole and his cronies. And I think if you can't have the undisputed elite, the kingdom's the right one for it for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you also had him try to buddy up with the uh, leader of the bullet club, Jay white and Jay white was just like, oh, you're cool and all, but I'm champion. Get out of here. <laughs> um, <yes. laughs> um, and so no, you can always have, the revenge of that at some point of him having another match with, with Jay White or doing something else with the Bullet Club because they have history there. Um, yeah, I I think the Kingdom coming in is cool. I, I think that I think that those guys have been a great tag team really for like about a year now. Like if people haven't been watching, I know people still have this irrational hatred towards Matt Taven mm-hmm. because of the Ring of Honor title situation at Madison Square Garden. But yes. Taven and and Bennett together have been a good tag team. Yeah, Taven used all that hate that he was getting and turned it into I'm really that dude. And Taven is very underrated. And you're going to see 
when the kingdom gets their shit off in the tag team division of AEW that these guys could really go. So it's fine. Just some time will take. Sometimes yeah, for these people. You know, if if we get Taven versus Jericho out of this, oh, I'm gonna right. laugh pretty hard. Mm-hmm. And, and look, um, full. Uh, I guess CM Punk disclosure here as he continue. I mean, as that line always plays through my head that um, obviously I, I big up my friends and Matt Bennett is a or Mike Bennett is a friend of mine. But um, but the funny thing is, I think a lot of people have the the stink of Mike Kanellis on their brains and not even like 205 Live Mike Kanellis, who was actually doing some pretty great stuff. But they have yeah. like um, Jobber Mike Kanellis. Uh, in their heads of who they think Mike Bennett is. And I think it is interesting because I think the Boston Strong Style stuff he's been doing this year on the indies has been really, really good. And I think if you could see what Mike brings to the table now, um, it's really great stuff. I don't know. I think that you kind of just have to get a little bit of the preconceived notions about the kingdom out of your head. Or right. they might come in and stink it up. Who knows? But um, no knows. This, let, let, let them I, prove I, themselves. Yeah, let them. Yeah. Prove, yeah, and I mean, if they won't come and stink it up at all, no way. If if you're immediately putting them in a feud with arguably, well, not even arguably at this point, the best tag team in the world and FTR, they're gonna yeah. have a they're gonna have a good match with them. FTR has been killing it this year. That that match from Royal Quest was incredible. Oh my and god! I, I, can, I can tell you, I guess match. from a because uh, I don't know if this is out there, but from a report standpoint, this probably could have been a fightful select thing, but I'll drop it for my uh, for the Grap City faithful. That yeah, baby. FTR is the one who wanted this match, um, the the Kingdom. No, yeah, so um, they're who made it happen, and so uh, I think FTR definitely has an eye for the matches they know that they can deliver with. They yep. tried their hardest for the longest time to make the Briscoes match happen. They made it happen. They five-starred mm. that shit twice. Mm. Um, they wanted uh, Aussie Open to happen. And mm. yeah, wanted their rematch with <laughs> they, the Bucks, got the TV match, and it was incredible. Like, these guys know where they're going to deliver. And yes. uh, it's, so, yeah, I, I think it's well. a good sign. I mean, yeah. if really, if if you wanted to put the Ring of Honor titles on anybody else, um, the kingdom is not a bad idea because right. you could also run that full circle and have Adam Cole come back and start gunning for the Ring of Honor World Title. Um, yep. you, you have avenues you could go with that. There they could they could be go. the uh, the final battle match for FTR for sure for the yeah. Ring of Honor. I, th- I think they're going though. to be. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I Adam Cole though is where I think the kingdom ultimately needs to. How end. far out is Adam Cole? Do you have any idea? Not really. Uh, it, it's I mean, kind it's, of a day by day bad, thing at this point. The bad yeah. concussion that he had, he, that he got at uh, Forbidden Door, and mm-hmm. it's, it, concussions are now. yeah, concussions, concussions are so are ones you touchy. Just have to, yeah. So, uh, Mister Faze Faze says, was the reports true about the ROH or AEW and ROH HBO Max deal happening soon? Um, my understanding is yes, uh, but. That's really just still rumor um, that if it's going to be announced, it'll probably be announced at final battle. Um, so that's a good home form if that ends up being the case. It's I don't an amazing know. home. Yeah, I don't know when and where they tape it, but yeah, if you can get yourself weekly on HBO Max. Um, I know HBO Max likes the idea of having 
a show that produces 52 episodes a year that has people coming back to the app once a week. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, they already have that in Game of Thrones. It brings millions per week, but also uh, Game of Thrones only does like 13 episodes a season. So <laughs> at that stage, you're not going to have people 52 straight weeks coming back to the app. But if you can get people using the app for that long, any content that they could have in that regard is something that they'll look at positively. So, right. um, I hope I so. Can... We're crossing our fingers for that. That'll be badass for Ring of Honor. Yeah. Pastel the Blurred says, Vinny Mac out of WWE and CM Punk possibly returning. Loco. 2022 keeps wilding. So let's talk about that. Story came out of the Observer this week. Uh, big bombshell they dropped. That And, and you know, it was funny because this was the, the end. The thinking everybody kind of had uh, when it first dropped, the, when mm-hmm. everything first happened, the, the initial thought was, oh, CM Punk will be bought out of his contract. Um, but the story that the Observer dropped is that they are in talks with CM Punk about buying him out of his contract and that the holdup right now is the non-compete. Um, I fully understand that from a business standpoint, that if you're going to buy Punk out of his contract, you're likely going to be paying him millions. Yep. You do not want to be paying CM Punk millions to then have him go sign another million dollar contract with another company and be like, not only did we pay you millions to not be here, but now somebody else is paying you millions to be there. Like, uh, that, that, that doesn't work. So I fully understand needing a lengthy non-compete clause. I don't know what lengthy in this case means, but, like you think uh, they're trying to attach it on to like the end of his injury thing? Um, I don't know. I think about Brock Lesnar having a a, a really lengthy non compete clause mm-hmm. when he left WWE in two thousand and four. That he had so many years left on his contract that basically, I believe, the non compete was like, uh, yeah, it's through the remainder of what your contract was supposed to be. You can't mm-hmm. compete anywhere else as a professional wrestler. Uh, and then he went to do Japan anyway. Right. And, uh, they tried to put a stop to that. But yeah, uh, went to New Japan and took the belt and went home and wouldn't bring it back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Entitled Brock. little punk. Yeah. And so they had already done. Um, so we've seen cases like that where somebody had a mm-hmm. lengthy contract. They had time left on it. And uh, they left. And in their leaving, it was... Um, they had a really lengthy non-compete to go with it. Renee Paquette was another one who had a non-compete that went almost like a year uh, when she left. And so I don't know what it would look like for him, but the talk is, of course, why would they want a non-compete if they didn't think he had an opportunity to go to World Wrestling Entertainment? Mm-hmm. Um, and There's only one place that can afford millions for a person. And that's yes, there's the only one place he could afford to go. That is WWE. Mm-hmm. Uh, would he go back? Who knows? Um, obviously, this is an industry where you can absolutely never say never. You can't. And, <laughs> and WWE now has, like, I will tell you what WWE's incentive is at this stage. They don't have to have questions now. Questions right. got answered. The mm-hmm. questions of, can CM Punk still go? Does he still have anything to offer? Yep. AEW answered that for you, didn't they? <laughs> they answered mm-hmm. that for about a year. That Punk does did have stuff to offer. Uh, that Punk does still garner great crowd reactions, and he does still know how to command on the mic. 
I mean, he's valuable. If the, he's if people try to say he's not valuable. He didn't move the needle. All that. That's bullshit. It's all it, a it, bunch that's, of that's dumb. No. Yeah. yeah. It's, I've been waiting for Chicago Phil to chime in here, but uh, it, no, it's, it's tough, man. Because I've uh, I've been mentally preparing myself for this for a while yeah. because I feel like it was inevitable um, that this was going to come out that they were trying to buy him out. Um, I feel like I've known for a while that he's basically gone, um, and I know people are still trying to go. Well, you know, he might not be gone. Or holding out hope, I think he's gone, um, and I've been, like I said, mentally preparing myself for that because. Man, this is where we wanted him to be. Um, when you think about him coming back to wrestling, no, I didn't want him to go back there. I wanted him to go to an alternative. I wanted him to do all the things that he's told us that he wanted to do. Um, and it looked like he was happy, man. It looked like when he first got there, he was doing what he wanted to do. Um, this was a great place for him. He was getting to work with indie guys and do stuff outside of the WWE bubble. Um so on sub levels, it's a it's a downer. He um, got to have his Ring of Honor legacy honored like that. Yeah, he had to come out to his Ring of Honor music in a big mm-hmm. moment in front of that Orlando crowd. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. So in some ways, it's a downer. But at the same time, are you kidding me? What a year we got! Like that right. return, um, that uh, the the stuff with MJF, the Eddie feud, the uh, just small things like the the match with 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 uh, Danny Garcia, the match with uh, Lee Penta. Lee he match with Penta. The match with Penta. I mean, the big every, homie. I mean, the big yeah. homie. That's on the big homie's top five ever. Yeah, probably that, that, it's probably number one, honestly. Against like, like, fucking like Grand Tony Khan. Tony Khan said it himself. Um, he felt like the biggest shift in uh, FTR came from when they got to be around CM Punk because mm-hmm. let's face yeah. it, it is. Uh, FTR, I felt like their first year at AEW was not living up to their potential right. of what we knew they could be in AEW. Um, and something just wasn't clicking. And when it probably started to click around September of o, or of 2021, and CM Punk showed up in August, mm-hmm. like something turned yeah. on with them. And he said... Tony was like, he's been such a great influence on them and ended up giving them, they're now having the best year of their careers. I mean, look at the other stuff he's linked to. Send Hook. Mm -hmm. That's him. Mm -hmm. Um, If you look at him being linked to Dan Housen and what that helped, what Dan Housen helped for him. And that's not to say that he helped put Dan Housen over because Dan Housen was already over. But I mean, all this stuff that he was linked to, he was doing fun stuff, man. I think that, um, there were questions at one point about what a CM Punk comeback would look like. And I thought we got a great comeback. I thought he had mm-hmm. great matches. He was having, he was cutting great promos. Uh, he was doing good feuds. Um, yeah. I think and- it's odd, honestly, that, you know, we've been talking about how much everything, th- there's just been a lot of people who are using kind of the end of his run to um, basically make that an indictment of the entire run. Right. Guys, like up until the week after Quake by the Lake, there was no negatives about CM Punk's run. Uh, no, it was considered it was all great. Yeah, it was all considered like net positive. This was mm-hmm. all you know. He came back and he worked a full time schedule for AEW. Yeah, and uh, yeah, he seemed well liked for a while too. It did. Yep. We weren't getting any of this stuff with backstage stuff until like the last few months. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, and honestly, it was like that last month. It was really like, 
he came back with a chip on his shoulder. Matter of fact, that's that's kind of the thing I want to talk about. Because ultimately, even still talking about all of this, there's nobody I blame more than CM Punk for any of this. Right. Um, and I know that there's a lot of elite detractors. There's a lot of hangman detractors. There's um, uh, who say, you know, well, hangman, um, you know, he did the thing in the promo with CM Punk and he brought up stuff. Nothing that anybody else did did as much public damage as CM Punk. And I will say that Hangman Hangman did the workers' rights promo. Whether or not he should have done that is irrelevant. Because at the end of the day, the average fan didn't catch what that was about at all. Nobody knew. CM Punk publicly calling out Hangman and Hangman not coming out I think was a hundred times worse than uh, because at the end of the day, Hangman was still, even if he should have run it by CM Punk, he should have run it in by anything. Hangman was still using, was still building to the match at double or nothing. There was still right. an angle at play here. It was still to build heat between two guys, CM Punk and Hangman Adam Page going into double or nothing. When CM Punk came back after, uh, Quake by the Lake. When he came back at Quake by the Lake in that very next week, he called out Hangman. That didn't have shit to do with anything that was happening on TV. That couldn't have built to anything that was happening on TV. Hangman wasn't involved in any of that. And so, at that point, all you did was derail the show. So I think that was a hundred times worse. I get that you felt Hangman needed a receipt, but I felt like you weren't doing anything to enhance the TV show. You were literally just doing you and that was bad enough right and so there was a big talking to the following week there's a big meeting talking about going into business for yourselves all stuff like that uh and we thought all of that was past and then he did the media scrum where he went even further and it was like everything that cm punk did up until that point he was putting it under the guise of, you know, the hangman needed a receipt. But, like, did hangman need that? I don't know. Uh, d- did he need as much of a receipt as what came from the media scrum, as what came from any of that stuff? And then that ultimately led... So, like, again, when you look at it from a company standpoint, CM Punk did the most in, those, in that little three-week span to hurt company perception more than anything else. Mm-hmm. And like that sucks because he had also done for a year a lot to help company perception. Right. And in three weeks, he like did so much to undo it. And that shit sucks. Mm-hmm. And I hate that because I was so happy with how that run was going, with how much fun it seemed like he was having. He was even telling people how much he was looking forward to coming back and how much more unfinished business he had. And I yeah. hate to see it in that way. Yeah. yeah after the uh, after the after he called out Hangman, he had the one up. He could have been. He could have moved on because, like in in the eyes of it, it looks like you're went like you called him out and he didn't come out. You you got this here. Like you could move on from this, but I mean it's petty, Phil. He's not gonna move on as we can see. So. Nah, nah. <laughs> I, I think I think as he showed in that in that promo, he felt he was owed an apology. Um, right. And it never really happened. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And. I won't get into the 
into the what went wrong because I think if we go into the what went wrong, I mean we've we've talked to death about whatever the the brawl out and all the stuff, everything else that's happened. Um, I just think it's a bummer that you know this couldn't have ended in a better way um, right. because, like I said, I do think he had a fantastic year. Um, no complaints about any of the stuff on TV. All of that stuff was great. Are you kidding me? As a fan, I told you, I sat on this podcast and told you guys I didn't go to Money in the Bank in 2011. Bruh, I was there for almost everything that this man did for a year. <laughs> I, it, I, I, This couldn't have been any more fun for me as a fan. This right. couldn't have been any more fun for me to cover um, as a writer and as a podcaster. I can go into what he's done for my career and how much that has ma- how much he has mattered in a year, not just as a fan. And again, I don't want to just gush over that because you guys know I'm a CM Punk fan. Right. But um, it's like I so I don't I don't really have any complaints about that. I'm I'm grateful for all that. Are you kidding me? Being right. in in Vegas with my friends, seeing my I'm guy win a championship. Come yeah. on, man! Seeing him win a championship in Chicago the second time. Um, being there for the first MJF promo with him the day before Thanksgiving. Um, the only one you missed was the MJF Punk match, which I thought was a phenomenal match, and that was just because of weather. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, I wasn't there be, because of weather. I mean, I of course, the Revolution match and everything from that, the dog collar stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, I still think the feud with MJF is going to go down as one of the best That's AEW be feuds feud of the year. ever. I, think, and, I don't think there's a better rivalry this year, honestly. Right. Yeah, I, so, you know, all of that stuff is great, but, man, there's so much stuff he still left on the table. Like, he did. never got the Omega match, man. We never got like we're supposed of, to get a Tanahashi match. Shit. We, yeah, we never got we never got the rematch with Brian that I thought that they were building to. Yeah. I mean, to to know that they built up to a New Japan partnership and had it in the United Center, and he didn't get a chance to be a part of it, and he's not going to be a chance get a chance to be a part of it next year. All of that stuff is a downer. But man, what a year! What a what a time to be a fan for me. Um, mm-hmm. It's just it just sucks that this isn't gonna end on a on a great note um if you go into the wwe stuff if you have my preference i don't want him to go back there mm-hmm. there's something so demoralizing about the way he left there and everything that happened and to think about him going back there but at the same time when you're talking about business are roman versus punk could possibly be the biggest wrestling match mm-hmm. of this generation mm-hmm. i mean for the story stuff from when he left um, for the needle mover stuff, all this stuff you can build into this match. No, if you want to give Punk his WrestleMania main event, that's the that's match. It. And mm-hmm. if and if 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 there is business to be made there, and it happens, I would be into that. I would be into right. seeing him against Roman. Are are you kidding me? Him going against my other favorite wrestler and, and Rollins after mm-hmm. the Rollins stuff with backstage, all of the story they could stuff they could do there, all of that would be great. If it was my preference, though. You I, want him, I would want him to stay in AEW, but it is what it is. Do I think that this makes him radioactive, all the stuff with AEW? I did think that at first, um, but looking at, what he, again, what he did for AEW business-wise, what he's done since the brawl out, I don't care what anybody says. This guy was the headline everywhere. He was a thumbnail on everybody's YouTube channel for a good three weeks because no, you can't say this guy is a needle mover. Whether it's in a positive way or in a negative way, people want to talk about this guy. And so, no, I think there's money to be made if he wants to go to WWE. And I, I don't care if there's bad feelings. Money being made 
is always it's always the it's always gonna change everything. I will be right back because my carpet cleaner showed up and I'm gonna try and install them. So installing, yeah. So uh, you guys keep it going. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it's um, it's crazy. I don't think the end is gonna do anything for me. Like I think the in a capsule, everything, the run is great. Like when we eventually get this AEW streaming service, whatever it is, and we get to be able to watch it back, that's forever. Like no matter what the brawl out, whatever happened, I mean, like we still got the Vegas moment. We still got I, the dog collar. We still have all these great moments that I don't think takes away. I don't think the end of it takes away. The end of it sucks. It's really sucks. But are, the run was so great that it's hard to be like, are we too close to this yeah. for me to admit that a lot of this is also very funny to me because yeah. Um, <laughs> When you really think about it and, and, and things that Punk is known for, I've I have watched that episode of the Art of Wrestling countless times with him and Cole. Right. I've I've listened to that podcast constantly. And so what I think of like all time wrestling moments and things that are like like synonymous with CM Punk's career is that podcast. And right. now I feel like this media scrum moment is gonna be one of those moments that it is. <laughs> It's gonna, it's gonna be like a defining moment for him in his career, for better Damn. or worse. And just thinking about the fact that I was sitting there in the room you watching him do this in person is just crazy <laughs> to me. And like everything that's come out of it is just so, it's so bizarre. Oh. And like I said, I, I hate what it's done for AEW perception wise. Right. I hate, I hate that this turned into a fight. But some of this stuff was very funny. I'm sorry. Him sitting there eating muffins and going in his rant. Some of that stuff is hilarious. Hilarious. Um, he tried to dunk on the homie right out the gate. Like, are you be doing tried improv? To dunk on or, Nick like, Khan. bro, come on, man. All of that I'm stuff is funny again. Yeah. I'm not I'm not trying to dismiss the fact that he also, you know, ran down the company, ran down yeah. hangman. All of that stuff sucks. But at the at the end of the day, man, all this stuff is entertainment, man. And definitely it, it was a lot of stuff from that media scrum that was very entertaining. I'm sorry. <laughs> It's Some pro wrestling at the end of the day. Funny. Pro wrestling, it's like this is old. Like this isn't nothing that happened is new. Like this has happened before. People yeah, have been wild shit like that. There's been backstage fights, and like I think even with the like, I believe he's gonna go back to WWE because it's pro wrestling. Like, of course, and man. People keep hanging on to this idea that it's just Triple H's. Uh, it's just his call for CM Punk to come back. No, dude. There's like so many. Hands. No. If somebody up there is like, if Fox again is like, yo, you know what? We talked before and we wanted CM Punk. We'll do it again. Bring that boy back. I, They're gonna bring him back. They're not gonna be like, oh, Triple H is in, is against it. That's not. Yeah, no, it's not. And I, Triple I, H is not gonna be against it because he likes money, dude. He don't care about that. Listen, it, and I don't even think it's just the money. I think when you look at what Triple H was saying when Punk left yeah. and being able to have that smug smirk on his face when he had to come back exactly. and sign a contract. <laughs> exactly. No, he's going to feel like he won. Um, and so you can you say I hate... doesn't want to have that moment? No, he, that's no bad. No, he's, he's going to... He may very well not like the guy, but at the same time, knowing what I know about that company and him and him being able to feel like the guy that brought CM Punk back... No, that's a W for Triple H. That's a big time W. You're for about him. to start in the ring like an NXT show. No, he is going. He is going to cut the biggest <laughs> "I told you" promo on this guy someday. And no, man, that, it, it's possible. I mean, look, 
we just went through all of this stuff with Carl Anderson and him going, I'm never <laughs> going back there and NXT NXT sucks and you know, I'm never gonna do one of those Saudi shows again. This guy comes back and look, he's wrestling on NXT this week and possibly going to well not even possibly is going to he's Saudi going. Arabia and, instead of going to New Japan. Yeah, and missing the New Japan booking. What Yeah, so Amazing. And, man, it's all possible. Again, all this stuff is entertainment. I know that people are on their high horse about the about the brawl out and everything, but I think years from now, people are still going to talk about that moment and laugh about it because there's certain Definitely. stuff about it that is funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, I Eating muffins and drinking a seltzer. That's hilarious. That's forever. You know? Yeah. Yo, shout out to Mindy's. <laughs> <laughs> Van Twinblade says, uh, just a note, Glory Pro is now part of Fight TV. Oh, awesome. That's awesome yes. for Glory Pro. Yep, I did hear that this week, actually, because... Uh, mm-hmm. Actually, it was Van Twinblade who let me know. Um, so, Meet Normus said, "Shout out to my two and zero Wizards. We on the Boo. way to a four seed in second round. <laughs> Let's fucking go, two and zero Wizard. You nasty for that one, Meet Normus. <laughs> they they hey, look I'm like just... they were ready to lose that game too. Demar was Demar was coming for blood at the end of that game. Hey, mm. I'm just happy that." Uh, the basketball season's back. It's like, hot too, man. They start John Morant went nah, absolutely insane last night. That guy. How do you jump that high? I just, I, I need. They need to bring back that sports science show and get this guy in there. Because what the fuck, man? Like, I just having the amount of fun with uh with inside the NBA. They're so Ugh. good. That is the greatest show possibly now, ever made i watched half of the game last night standing up that's why i was like oh basketball is back i'm stressed out watching this stupid game with these stupid guys and i know steph's gonna wait until it's time to do his Yo. thing i hate him <laughs> yeah man inside the nba um this week chuck uh talking about popovich and saying man popovich one of the greatest coaches ever he gave me some great advice and the kitty comes in and goes to stop eating <laughs> <laughs> I swear, like on. I said, those that is the best crew on TV, and Amazing. I can't. Yeah, no one's better. God, it's so good. Now, honestly, like no one's been able to match it. Mm-hmm. Nobody. ESPN has tried to no. get their NBA crew together. It's not it the sucks. same. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's funny because Shaq was on Drink Champs talking about. It. He said the first year he was trying to be like an analyst, like he was trying to overanalyze and be that. And they were like, "Yo, we want Shaq, dude. Like, be Shaq. What are you? Why are you acting like yeah, that?" Yeah, nobody, nobody <laughs> wants that. Uh, boy, bad week for Drink Champs. So, oh, but t- I was gonna say TNT has also tried with their NHL coverage. Ain't the same. The same. Uh, they just they don't have that camaraderie, that charisma. Mm-hmm. But yeah, drink champs. It's been a rough week for drink, drink champs because uh, clout chase. You can't. Uh, I thought you're supposed to stop clout chasing at an eventual point. When you're uh, up, when you're the standard, why are you still clout chasing? I love Nori. I love drink champs, but this was clout chasing one hundred and one. I, I, I don't think man. we can talk about clout chasers, Reg. I don't think. Oh yeah, people sorry. want us to do that. Yeah, you're right. Damn it! <laughs> I forgot trigger words. Let's move on. <laughs> oh, John. Uh, all right. The uh, we got trying to figure out which one is next. <laughs> the laugh I had in the DM about that, I'll tell you what. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so meet Normus, oh, 
<laughs> Meet Norbert sent a, a second one. He said, um, what's good, Grapsity Galaxy? How are they going to do Daly's Place and not have Sue's Van, the FTR Sanford Sun Truck, or the Dark Order Lair? Cut the shit, Tony. Um, I mean, I will say the bar that uh, Orange Cassidy made the challenge at was the Daly's Place staple. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I we hope. Had, uh, we had the, the, the Jade stuff with the parking lot stuff this week. I hope mm-hmm. the Dark Order filmed something there. Uh, oh yeah, because BTE doesn't exist anymore. They can't. They're not just filming uh, stuff uh, out right. there. Damn. I hope they filmed something. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that uh, some stuff on the show um, that we saw wasn't actually filmed at Daly's place. Uh, but beyond that, like it's <laughs> a, um, I don't know. It's it. it, it Seeing Daly's place did bring back some memories, um, eh, some good, some bad. In that, like, I don't ever want to be reminded of fanless wrestling again. Yeah. That's just a time I don't want to ever go back to. Every time somebody posts a clip, I'm like, stop it. Hey, just, speaking uh, of places, Will, we got a great surprise this week along the AEW live show front. New Year's, somebody gets to have a little great time out in Colorado. For oh, an AEW yeah. show. It's lit out here for you, boys. In January 11th, Los Angeles. I can't be more excited to watch some. Uh, let me tell you how right. little anybody had any idea. So I've been trying to make New Year's plans, right? I texted Swerve and I'm like, hey, so what are you getting into for New Year's? Um, maybe I'll go wherever you are. And he was like, man, I don't know what we're doing for New Year's. We're trying to, we might be trying to figure that out ourselves. And then all of a sudden, they announced New Year's Smash in Denver. <laughs> and I texted You're like, him, oh, that. <laughs> What what date does that fall on? The 28th? It's a December 28th, yeah. Mm. And so I texted him, and I'm like, okay, so guess you'll be out here. And he goes, uh, wait, what? And I said, do you not see they announced Denver is <laughs> wait, the home? Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I said, you see Denver is the home of uh, New Year's Smash? He's like, no, I didn't even see that. I was like, yeah, it's going to be here. So we're I've already got some cool stuff set up for it. Um, Dope. And some things I'm uh, – some irons I have in the fire as far nice. as uh, – Things coming our way. Are you, driving, been any, are you like, driving to Colorado, Rich? <laughs> uh, like there hasn't been a. How far is that? Uh, uh, well, when I moved from California, uh, it took. Well, we ended up taking four days because we stopped yeah. in every state. Road I mean, we, yeah, we we oh, well, we moved right, so we had right. a whole lives. So it was like. <laughs> That ain't no rush. Okay. <laughs> we're, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we're going to get there when we get there. So I remember mm-hmm. we stopped in Nevada. And oh, here's a fun story. Uh, I get to bring it around to childhood and stuff Phil and I like talking about. So when Power Rangers first came out, I lived in Los Angeles. Maybe this is something only L.A. kids know about. But... Power Ranger anything was impossible to find in the city of Los Angeles. Sold out everywhere. Every single store you went to, you could not get a Power Ranger toy, action figure. Didn't freaking matter. You were never going to find one in Los Angeles. They were gone. And that's all I wanted. I just wanted one Power Ranger action figure. Give me a Tommy. Give me anything. I'll take a Kimberly. Just give me something. Every single store we ever went to, I remember birthdays were really disappointing because we get to them stores, Toys R Us, Target, didn't matter. They weren't carrying Power Ranger stuff. Or they, they carried it, but the section was empty. On this road trip that we took to move to Colorado, we stopped in Nevada. 
Nevada had Power Ranger toys. <laughs> <laughs> They've had them. Uh, we had to stop at like a Target just to like get, I guess, maybe something to eat, drink, whatever. We're walking through and I see just shelves lined with them. And that was where I got my, it was in Nevada. I got my first ever Power Ranger action figure. It was a flip head Tommy. Um, and then we went through Utah. Utah also, nothing but Power Rangers toys everywhere. Apparently it was just like LA. You just couldn't get them because of LA's population, I guess. I don't know. Was it that way in Chicago? Uh, no, not that I know of. I just know that there were certain places where you know that, uh, during the height of Power Rangers, you could only find certain figures. Like, uh, the Tommy figures sold fast. Red Ranger, right. fast. Uh, like, so a lot of times, um, you ended up with, like, either Black Ranger or Blue Ranger figures because they were everywhere. Um, it was hard <laughs> to find other figures. Um, and, of course, yeah. like, all of the girl figures were always everywhere. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I have a, I do have a flip-head Kimberly, but uh, it's still in its package, and it's signed by Amy Jo Johnson somewhere over mm-hmm. on the show. So, yeah, I think that's how that's also how I became a Blue Ranger fan because, like, <laughs> always find Blue Ranger stuff, and then, like, I, Billy was cool. Like, Billy was the dude that I related to. I've, I've, I've told stories before that I know that we were supposed to relate to Zach because Zach's the black character, and like, but I was never as cool as Zach growing up ever. Um, like, I, I couldn't I didn't dance, have, I, I, I didn't have those I, moves. Yeah, no, I'm saying I, I didn't, I didn't. You guys I, both had better hairlines than him, though. Nah, that guy right now. <laughs> no, you he, see he this hairline right now? He had the that thing is not moving. <laughs> Things not moving, bro. He got the Akon. Yo, Walter Walter Jones still looks great for his age, by the way. Like, yeah, no, he's a beast. That dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, yeah, that's part of how I became a Blue Ranger fan because Billy was the smart one, and he like he he could fight. He came up with all of the all the move, all of the ways to figure out how to win a fight, though, and so. Yeah, I became a Billy fan. So you imagine how excited I was when the movie came out and Billy was black. I was like, these two things merged that I love. (laughs) That's That's great stuff. Hey, we got, uh, let's see, this one is from Eloquent. It says, Nyla Rose and Jade, one of the best programs on AEW today, LOL. Need more of this version of Nyla on my TV, and congrats to Willow. No, honestly, honestly, I've always said, if fans got exposed to funny Nyla more, because every time we got little hints of it throughout her heel run, but, you know, now that it seems like she might be going babyface, getting more funny Nyla is aces in my book. Definitely. Shout out to Eloquent, too. Nyla's, Nyla's great. I, I love that she's getting a chance to show more of her personality, which we asked her in our interview, by the way. And she was like, you know, when I'll get my opportunities and we see how that's working. She got her opportunities. She's knocking it off the park. So this can take us into the next topic. We got another Humper Chat. This one's from Shot Kid. He says, after Gra- Willow got the graphic, had to blast her great entrance music to celebrate. And in regards to Athena, the fact that everyone other than Athena, Jody, and AEW uh making a big deal over it tells me everything i need to know about this controversy uh all right we said we were going to talk about it people (coughs) asked us to talk about it this week then that is the Um. athena jody threat clip going around that everybody has decided to weigh in on so i put out a tweet where i was like y'all are overreacting stop it again crazy me tweeting again and um after having conversations with a number 
of different entities and people in the wrestling business. Perception has changed a little bit. I'll just say that. Um, it's been really, it's been extreme on both sides of the fence. Some people are like, Athena's nuts. She shouldn't be taking advantage. She's taking liberties. She shouldn't do that to a wrestler. The other side is, this is wrestling. Everything is off the cuff. That's regular what happened. Most people that I talked to, the part that, that they were super upset about was the suplex because it's like she suplexed her out of the ring and you don't have any control. That, like when a wrestler loses control and they like you can't they can't stop themselves from being injured or anything like that, that's when people when the line gets crossed for a lot of people. Like they're okay with like stiff shots and they're okay with receipts. But anytime a wrestler's taking out of their control anything that they can't control and being dumped over the top ropes with no anything is one of those moments. Um, people were upset about uh, uh, how Athena worked. And I heard that a couple people in the company weren't super excited about everything that happened and how she worked too. So uh, it's uh it's tough man so yeah my, so th there's a fightful select story about it where sean had kind of gotten a little more details about um the lack of communication in the match and that mm -hmm. they were both talked to by management after right. it was over to make sure everything was okay um and that uh they said they uh, those close to Athena believed that this was the way the match was going to go because of her having to switch to a heel role due right. to Jody's babyface reaction, um, and that there wasn't a confrontation or anything mm -hmm. uh, between them after the match. Uh, that you know, because what I, also where I'm landing is both of them work like that. Like Jody, if you've yeah. seen any Jody threat match, she Jody works, works strength. She goes, she goes for it. She doesn't care about life and shit. She's crazy. And Athena work when she works heel. That's how she works, man. She works, she works stiff. super snug. She goes for it. Like, it's a different Athena than we're used to. But I understand. I get it. Like, so, it's, it's I, two things happen here. Because, of course, um, Twitter, it's never just as simple as why are people being upset with this? Because right. you, you have people with varying intentions of sharing that clip and what they're blasting on it for. And I thought that the way that people were saying this is horrible and just like the, the brawl, the breakdown in the ring stuff was extremely disingenuous. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think that that stuff looked nearly as bad as people were trying to make it out to be. I thought it looked fine. If you watched the entire match, I thought the match was fine. Um, I thought people were overreacting. It's such um, a small portion of the match. Like there, right, yeah. there are pieces to, to pick apart from it. Um, like, especially if you just isolated those clips uh, and that's, that's the issue I was having a problem with was that yes. um, the micro analysts were essentially judging it off of that clip. Now I get why AEW management had their uh, specific issues and, um, and everybody got talked to the things I didn't like were uh, we'll start with the Jim I mean, Cornettes of the world. I mean, in, but see, right? that's why I said people, people responding with various intention is yeah. because of course the where the clip originated from is a troll account let's just call it what it is it's a troll mm -hmm. account it's it's the same stuff we see on twitter all the time people like those botch accounts that'll take a, a small part of a match out of context and go oh look how unsafe and terrible aw is and i mean I, I didn't see anything in that segment that looked that bad, like she was going to injure Jody. I mean, even the suplex spot, we've seen Athena do that that suplex spot. We've seen her do that in NXT. Um, mm -hmm. That's not new. 
Um, so I didn't understand why people were trying to make it out to be like this horribly unsafe thing out of nowhere. But mm-hmm. once you get the coordinates of the world in there, and I saw Dutch come in, I saw Brian comment, and all these other people. Um, I feel like the all these other is, people that have did shit like that in wrestling matches. Yeah, I, I feel like the intent is kind of <laughs> different, and um, I don't know if the undertones were intentional, but there were definitely some undertones there that I didn't like. Um, uh, especially from the Cornette tweet. People can say what they want. I'm sure people will go, but no, but he's he's a liberal guy. He would never he, say he, Charlotte he, would be snatched ball-headed. He would never yeah, say that. Him, him saying that in, in a previous era, she would be snatched ball What yeah. do you mean in a previous he would, era? He would sir? never say like, that about What, what previous era are you talking about? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it just... Uh, yeah, I didn't like some of the language around it. It, I, it, it that's was just very what Kramer said when Kramer got in trouble. He was on previous. We would have stuck a yeah. That's just a Kramer line. This yeah. guy's tripping. Come on, what is oh, this? Kramer. Uh, I completely forgot about their Michael Richardson thing. By yeah, the way. don't forget. Uh, I haven't liked Seinfeld since. I still like Seinfeld, but I can't <laughs> take Kramer. Yeah. <laughs> like he's he Kramer. It like it was like never really my favorite character anyway. So I could live without it. And yeah. I used to love Seinfeld. That used to be my favorite show, but it's like this is that's bad, man. Yeah, still one of I, my favorite shows. I I still and uh, you know Jerry Seinfeld. If you look, get a little too background, I mean it's just like I'll just wash my hands of the show. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, some of the energy behind this I didn't really like. I didn't like yeah. some of the language. I didn't like people trying to make Athena to be out to be this unsafe worker. I just don't right. think that's true. Um, I don't especially think so based off of such a small part of the match, like Will said, like trying to trying to make this little breakdown in the ring, which looked like a breakdown in communication, which we got confirmation that's what it was. And people are just like, Oh, well this is this is the most unsafe thing we've seen. Like, no, we've seen Brock They need a performance him. center. <laughs> yeah, we we've seen Brock burst somebody's head the hard way with his elbows. And you're telling me this is just this is so uncomfortable for you to watch. Like, come on man. Like we've definitely seen worse things in wrestling. Stop it. Yes. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I, I didn't like any other language either. Um, I listened to Cornette's response where he's like, no, snatch you bald was a thing my mama used to say. What are you talking about? Yeah, Racist. Um, I so... bet she said that, Cornette. <laughs> so... <laughs> okay. uh, and, and Brian last talking about it as if um, uh, he didn't understand why people thought it was racist. Uh I don't know. Yeah, you, you uh, can't be that dumb. But then no. I don't think he was. It felt like he was being disingenuous. Yeah. So um, either way, right. I, I did listen to that. Somebody sent it to me. Uh, that wasn't a thing I was going to seek out on my own. There's a few things this week I wasn't going to seek out on my own, but I ended up listening nah, to. Um, but uh, yeah. the um, uh, let's see. Tina Keys says, on a slight delay, wanted to send some love from Seattle. Have a great show. Thank you, Tina. Appreciate you. Chris Mueller. Uh, he says, name Matt Hardy's first hip hop album. No, only white. Knowing Matt Hardy, sure. he's, Matt's going to call it Twist of Fizzit because that's a thing that like <laughs> no. Matt would do, right? <laughs> no, no. It, it's, it's, <laughs> no. It, it's got it's got to be only whites in the joint. Come on. Oh, man. my God. <laughs> Silly Twist of Fizzit. <laughs> twist of Fizzit. <laughs> I don't know. It's got to be something corny like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's see. Leonard Aarons III says, After what I saw Tuesday in Cincy, AEW World Champion MJF is going to be something else entirely. Really, it's going to be an experience. I have. You know what I keep thinking about? I know what I would do. 
But obviously, they've already announced winter is coming. Winter is coming so far has already set the precedent for AEW as being the dynamite where you get the biggest world title match you could put on for the year. The first winter is coming. John Moxley versus Kenny Omega, and you change the title that night. So we've already seen that set a standard, that set a precedent. Second winter is coming was Hangman Adam Page versus Brian Danielson. Went an hour long to a draw. What do you do with Winter is Coming 3 with an MJF as champion? What's What could be as big this year? Hmm. I only have one option I would throw there. But again, you'd have to smooth a lot over. When's Winter is Coming? It's pretty soon after the, oh, December uh 14th i want to say okay uh, yeah I, I don't know i don't know if you could smooth over punk and i think he's hurt what are you talking about no i'm not <laughs> not, that, not that one but a match we haven't seen before ever <laughs> and that would be kenny and mjf mm-hmm. would be the one for that night they're like bring it all full circle to go back to well at the first winter is coming that was the night kenny won his title he established winter is coming as an important dynamite now bringing it back full circle if you could somehow pull that off i can't think of any bigger match for mjf at winter is coming this year but you got to do something big you've already set the standard that it's got to be biggest world title match you can pull off for the year yeah i mean you got options there um Maybe your boy Warlow might feel a way and pull up by then. And, <laughs> nah, I'm saying. Uh, but nah, look, that MJF segment this week was amazing. That The promo he cut was incredible. Uh, the, I, I think the thing that he's improved the most at since he's been back is that people would say that he cut the promos with the cheap heat and, you know, he'd go for low-hanging fruit. I think the character stuff he's been doing with his promos lately has been second to none. Um, Facts. And, Great analyst. So I didn't really think about it. He stopped doing the old look on your Wikipedia to try to find out if you have yeah, like a dead relative calling, or something. He stopped calling people meth heads. <laughs> right. Uh, he's like doing the story stuff. It's real. The, sto- the story stuff he's been doing for the last few weeks has been really, really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, that stuff with Regal was amazing. The fact that Regal sat there and listened to all of that and came back and cut a tremendous promo of his own we did a not think regal was gonna recover and he said yeah Yo, do y'all know who i am brother it's yeah regal. that Man. was great shit but i said this on day after dynamite the part that you can't even account for and what made this so good was the fact that none of this you could have foreseen but you just ended up with all the right elements right like right. you know uh, we've heard uh, or at least i've heard MJF has told a variation of this story before. Like it is something he's really been holding on to. This is mm-hmm. his truth. This is uh, there's a lot of truth to that. He held on to that email. It was one of those things that really irked him and drove him to becoming who he is today. That's mm-hmm. a very true story, right? <laughs> the things, the the things you couldn't have accounted for. You couldn't have accounted for it, for William Regal getting fired earlier this year, right? Uh, to suddenly make this the, this angle. You couldn't have accounted for the plan just six weeks ago was that MJF was going to be feuding with CM Punk. How could you mm-hmm. have planned for him to end up in a feud with John Moxley, who is the in the Blackpool Combat Club with William Regal that would bring all this to the surface? There's so many things that literally just the circumstances brought this promo together and made it as good as it was. God damn. Yeah, I love yeah when it. somebody called him Syndrome, 
online. I can't stop laughing at that because now I every time I see Regal, I'm like, yeah, fly home, Max. I work alone. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I thought everything that Regal did was great. His facial expressions during Max's promo when he said that made me want to kill myself, and he just kind of smirked at him like, good. <laughs> like yeah, <laughs> that was great. Uh, I, I like uh, how he was ready for. It. He was prepared. Mm-hmm. The way he's like, um, if. A bloody email is what drove you. Like I, I loved all of that. I loved he, Regal. Man, basically. he had bars in there. Ooh, yeah. bars. When he was like, uh, he said, "Man, you need a, you need a diamond ring to knock people out." He said, Look, <laughs> "Okay." He's like, "I use these brass knuckles for fun. I just, mm-hmm. I did it to do it." And he's like, uh, "But I also love the line where he talked about how he would never attack an announcer because um, he's like, as far you do." what's right in or you do what you have to do in this ring you know uh he's like anything that happens in this ring fair game fine and he's like but don't attack tony Schiavone on the stage mm-hmm. yeah I, th- <laughs> like, I thought all that stuff was great and i mean it fits right into what he's been doing on commentary because what he's doing on commentary is completely separate from his character stuff he's been doing as a wrestler i mean Man, I think in 2019, 2020, we were saying how Taz was one of the greatest additions to AEW because of what he was doing as a manager and what he was doing as a commentator. I feel like that's the year Regal is having. Regal is tremendous at everything they've been giving him to do. He's yeah. great on commentary. He's great as a manager. And this promo was just amazing. Um, even the character stuff they did at the end of the show with Regal and MJF was just so good. Um all the story stuff they're doing there, I mean, the buildup from the stuff with Mox, because, of course, MJF could always say, you didn't really beat me. You, cheat to be- you cheated to beat me two years ago. Mm-hmm. And so, no, I've always been owed my rematch. Uh, it's just a happy accident that this now feels like it's been two years in the making. Right. Yeah. As a matter of fact, the thing I'm feeling best about is, look, I want to make it so that I never have to watch anything from the pandemic again. So the fact that MJF versus Moxley was something that was like stuck in pandemic era is a thing that I'm happy to revisit and happy to just have exist here. Now all yeah. I need is for Ray Phoenix to get a rematch against Kenny Omega just so I don't yes. ever have to watch their pandemic era match, which was you, a great you, match. But You got you to get out of this this uh, PTSD with... with this stuff sucks, <laughs> man. I don't want to watch no, that it shit again. PTSD pandemic is funny. <laughs> Some of this stuff is great. Um, like, uh, I don't know how this popped up in my in my memories, but I just saw that clip that they played for, for Daily's Place when they were leaving Daily's Place to go back to live. Mm-hmm. And just how much stuff has changed. They had the Cody promo at the beginning, the first yeah. uh, empty arena uh, promo he cut. That was a and great video package. I, I agree. That, that yeah. All, a lot of that stuff Pal- was great. Shout out Jess Palumbo who put that video package together. That was great stuff. Um, I yeah. just feel like we're, we're not erasing Hikaru Shida's reign either. Like, I'm sorry. I just wanted to get another one. Give me another one because like we're not racing it. watching all that stuff is so hard because wrestling Part of what I love about wrestling is those moments that w- where the crowd is just so into something where they get what they were looking for or they don't get what they were looking for and they hate it. Like the crowd adds so much to pro wrestling and to have not had that for so long. Like I was just even thinking about Orange Cassidy winning the All Atlantic Championship. And him standing tall and got to give the people what they want. They're panning across the sold-out Coca-Cola Coliseum. And, uh, and the fans are just celebrating. Great moment. And I just thought, 
God damn, there was a year and a half where I couldn't have seen any parts of this because it would not have happened. It couldn't have happened. Um, it wouldn't yeah. have worked. And yeah. uh, I, I no, I just don't want to go back to watching any of that stuff. I, I, um, I, I, I can appreciate pandemic wrestling because there were so many things that happened then. That come on, you can't erase it. Like the year Bailey had in a pandemic, you can't erase that. I mean, really, the the tribal chief I, I, is I, what it is it now. Because of pandemic Rome, Thunderbolt Thunderdome Rome was a thing. He was amazing in the Thunderdome. I feel like he's better now. I like Rome better now. I like, kind of don't agree. Uh, but <laughs> I, I, I won't. I won't get into that. But I just feel mm-hmm. like there were a lot of things from the pandemic that worked. I mean, a lot of Sheeta's run. I mean, that stuff with Thunder Rosa when Thunder Rosa was first coming over. That's all stuff from the pandemic. Um, so no, I don't want to throw all that pandemic stuff away. I get why you feel that way, but there's so much stuff from that time period that is I don't want to throw it away. I recognize what that it had to be, and it got us through. And like obviously, it was better than no wrestling. Absolutely, right. I agree with that. My only issue is I just don't want to go back and watch it. That's all. Yeah. Um, so I mean, and, and speaking of Sheeta, by the way, that match with Tony Storm, mm, fire, yes. yeah, super great fire. stuff. And I love that the fans were into it. Uh, it was very good. Words from Wills, by the way, says, shout out to the three kings of Grapsity. Thank you. Thank do, you, you. Ever, mm-hmm. do you ever see Montez Ford getting a world title run? So that's a toughie. If you tell <laughs> me, the, you guys have your own answers on this. I'm yeah. For me, I say, if we're just talking strictly as what he brings to the table, as in as an athlete, as a, uh, with his charisma, with his, um, with his ability to speak, yes. Do I see him in his current character incarnation? No. But I think it's just a matter of he would need a main event makeover. That's all. I was against the Street Profits breaking up months ago. But now, if this was what you were going to do with it, you should have just did the fucking breakup. Um, I uh, Is Montez hurt right now? Yeah, what's going on here? They've been... been, he had the boot on a few weeks ago, but uh, okay. But yeah. but um, okay, that changes that, things. But that boot was a prop, uh, so I don't know if it was a a prop boot to make it look worse. Oh, gotcha. Or yeah. it was. Um, There's some mystery because they haven't been on TV. Yeah, they then they've been working Dawkins matches. They we just got their report that they were impressed with Dawkins as well, um, which is great to hear because people were so down on Dawkins at one point and right. acting like he was the weak link of that tag team and. Yeah. I don't agree with I that like at all. That. I, I, I think he's a great worker. Um, I don't know. I think that uh, one of the problems with current wrestling fandom is that people decide they like somebody, and so they have to be a world champion now. And we, right. we don't get the journey to that. And I feel like we need the journey of Montez getting to that point um, yeah, for it to I, matter. Because I, I, I feel like the reason Kofi winning is so important to a lot of people is because he went on that journey for so long. And that's not right. to say that I don't think that Montez is ready, but I do think that you need to bring your fan base along some to show them like this guy, like give him IC, IC title reign, give him something to show that this guy can be a great singles wrestler. Right. Yeah. I, I, I and that's what I'm saying is that you can build him there. Definitely. Cause he has yeah. all the tools to become a world champion. hundred percent. Um, you just have to get him there. Uh, evil yeah. diva 1978 says Halloween havoc for my birthday. I hope it's good. I think it will be. I think, um, you they loaded yourself. it up. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, big speaking of which, I think that that's part of what 
people misunderstood about what I was saying with Jade um, is that um, we rarely see a black wrestler come in, especially a black woman, and they decide like in their first two years that this is the one that we're going to earmark this person right away and we're going to push them into the title picture. They did that with Jade right away. I don't think people realize she's still only been wrestling for less than two years. Right. And in that time, she already has an undisputed streak. She is the longest reigning black women's champion in her company. That was done in three years, by the way. It didn't take over 40 years. Um, and so I feel like that matters. And that's why I was saying, I was like, it's a big deal for them to decide and trust in someone as much as they trust in Jade. And we just don't see that. That's rarely mm -hmm. seen. I mean, and to be honest, we don't see the way that they trust Bianca that often either. Because I mean, listen, if you go down the track record of black women's champions in that company, it's not great. I mean, mm -hmm. look how Jacqueline became champion. I don't know mm -hmm. if people remember that's because uh, that they were doing a Mark Merrill stuff with Sable and it was basically, Hey, let's put the title on Jacqueline now for heat. But this is really just for her to hold until Sable wins it. Right. Sable eventually wins it. Then Jacqueline wins it the second time against in the Harvey Whippleman match, which was <laughs> awful. And she lost and then, it to Stephanie McMahon. And then she lost it to Stephanie freaking McMahon getting cheated by DX. Um, and I mean the, the, the only, the only good, black women's title reign i feel like from that time period is the jazz stuff because jazz got to defend it at wrestlemania right and but even some of that stuff was very short-lived um jazz talked about at the time how she didn't even have action figures she didn't really have merch like that and mm -hmm. so i feel like there has been a track record of black women not being treated as well as they should have in wrestling i mean even look at the only black divas champion in alicia fox she was a transitional champion for melina i mean look at sasha's reigns and how for a long time she didn't have any title defense as a champion and so yeah if Naomi. it takes you this if it takes you this long to give a black woman 200 days as champion then yeah i'm gonna say that stat is very telling and because that stat is telling what they're doing with jade and bianca is great Yes. Bars. Bars. Uh, on the topic of Liv Morgan, Joel Wood says, I think they're adding another element. I think they're just adding another element to her character. The stereotypical, I'm just glad to be here, is not really working in 2022. I agree. I, I agree. That, yeah, I wasn't a big fan of her character at all. Marcus <laughs> says, So IWC had a problem um, about the dark match in AEW. Under Triple H, no black males on premium live events where is the outrage lashley was the u.s champ also nxt is white and gold Yo. <laughs> wow. black black adam was good i'm supposed to be seeing that this weekend so i will um it's my son really wants to see it so mm -hmm. it's tough and that's why i say uh you gotta build guys you gotta build somebody like montez up because i feel like i feel like carmelo was there and i feel like they missed a chance to make him champion and now they're probably going to call him up. And then what do you do with him? Um, I don't know, man. I I don't like the way they took the title off of Lashley either. We've talked about that as well. I just feel like uh, for everything that they've done well with black wrestlers, um, of course, there's always there's always better. And I say the same thing for AEW, Ring of Honor, all these places. Any company. We're, we're looking at you, NWA, book a black champion in, oh, in this decade. What's wrong with you? Yeesh. Uh, Joel Wood says, I'm on Team Lindsay on this one on topic of Bray. Y'all got to stop with the Bray hate here. Nobody can tell me the favorite Hulk Hogan match either. Bray is a star. Look, Worst I, comparison. Okay. I hate when people make that comparison. Okay. All I want to say is this, as far as Bray is concerned, in my own defense right now. Right now, as it stands, I'm intrigued by all things Bray right now. 
Um, I am intrigued by everything he's doing. The moment he shows up with superpowers, I'm out. But <laughs> um, so far, I haven't seen any of that. It seems like we're going with a very psychological angle. He seems to be more of being psychotic. I'm okay with that. I'm intrigued. I'm actually intrigued by all things Bray right now. I have nothing negative to say about Bray Wyatt at all. Um, my problem with Bray is, you know, Reg is the one who's on the side of give me some good Bray matches. I'm on the side of Bray is just shitty creative. And that, um, and, and Phil is on the side of he doesn't agree with either of those things. Mm-hmm. But like for me, if you can get Bray creative under control uh, and not have it be out of this world wacky, I'm in. I am in and good. So wacky. That, that's all I want to see. No more wacky shit, man. Like get the. I I don't want that shit see, in any of my pro wrestling. But that's. I but see, I just think that we pick and choose the wacky stuff that we care about. And I the, don't. The, I, I, well, hold on, hold on. I because I think there's wacky stuff in wrestling that nobody complains about. But the second is supernatural. Oh well, this is just unbelievable. There's tons of things in wrestling that don't make any sense, but we've been conditioned to like it because it's pro wrestling. Like when you think about people getting knocked out by a title shot, that makes no sense. Like somebody getting hit with a belt and that knocks them out makes no sense. But we all have, have been conditioned to know that that makes sense because we're wrestling fans. Um, I just but again. No one's shooting lightning from their hands. No one's... You're still uh, getting knocked out by a piece of fucking leather with a small slither of gold on the front. Like, come on, man. Hey, I'm sorry. Them belts right here, things are heavy as shit. I could with enough force, especially that spinner belt well, right there. That's the heaviest of my belts. With enough force, that would knock well, somebody out. Spinner belt. Well, <laughs> Spinner belt. Again, I just think there's certain things that we pick and choose, like... It, some stuff is out of the realm of, pot, a realm of believability, but we don't harp on it like some things. Ferthausen says, Happy Willow is all elite. Uh, she had a botch on the pounce, uh, but was a veteran to make an audible to get to the finish. Uh, and Nyla using four non-blondes in her promo was great. Mm. That was great. I agree. Uh, and uh, Pastel says, Willow needs to be the one to take the belt from Jay. You guys keep going. Um I have to. Oh, no, I don't. That's a spam call. Don't worry about that. Uh, I wasn't sure what that phone call was about to be. Uh, we got. No, we got a couple more. And then I got to let this carpet guy in. He's probably just sitting out in his truck waiting. He's like, uh, bro. Joel says the, the question with Punk is his triceps. He's out minimum six months. Will he still want to wrestle? Will he still be the same guy after surgery? I'm not so sure. Uh, I mean, a tricep is a little bit different than most other injuries. I don't see that being really like a big um, career changer the way like a neck injury would be. Mm -hmm. Uh, It says, in other words, CM Punk screwed CM Punk. I agree with that. Um, Yeah, I'd be worried about the injury if it was like a neck or back injury or it was like a knee because those are usually tough to come back with. But I don't think this tricep thing is going to stop him from coming back and wrestling if he wants to. Yeah, Yeah. I don't think so either. Adam says, I don't think I'll ever not be mad that they couldn't handle this petty backstage crap like adults. Agreed. Well, the same way. it's tough because I don't it's think tough. it's just a matter of they couldn't come together and cooler heads got to prevail. Um, I'm privy to stuff that I cannot say. Uh, it's a lot and, going on. There's a lot. Yeah, it's, 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 it's not that simple. But um, I think it, right. 
I think at surface level, I think you can make it that simple, just based on the fact that when you look at with Tony Khan, when he was talking about the build up to All Out, one of the things Tony said in one of his interviews, and I, I feel him on this, he said that after All Out, I'm going to have one of the best rosters ever assembled. And think about how close he was to that. He was close. That um, we were so close to a roster that had Brian Danielson, Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, CM Punk, uh, MJF, Claudio, like Swerve, like all of these names that you could not have pictured together on one roster. And we got it for one night. And then after that, we couldn't have that roster again. And just thinking about the idea that, like I get saying like what thing and saying that I'm sad they couldn't put all this aside because if they could have, this could have been the best roster ever assembled. And uh, and we're not going to get to see it. And oh, that's it's just a real shame. And that that's what I how I feel ultimately is that yeah. God, if they if none of these issues existed, I just want to see all these guys work together yeah. and make money together. That's it. That's all I yeah. wanted to see. I don't remember who tweeted it, but somebody tweeted that the, everything was perfect at eleven fifty nine. Everything just jumped off a cliff. Um, shame. Uh, yeah. uh, Chris, yes, Christopher Swift asked me, did he try to talk to Hangman? Yeah. Um, so uh, the story I know is that he did confront him after the promo. Um, so it oh, wasn't yeah. a matter yeah. of him uh, keeping this bottled up until he came back from injury. No, um, Hangman very much knew how he felt about that promo. Um, that wasn't an that wasn't an he knew that thing before double or nothing. Um, yeah, that was uh, no, that was a uh, yeah. He very much confronted him well before he came back from that. Injury. There was a meeting that involved the Young Bucks. Hangman, Tony, and CM Punk, and Mega, like, all in the same room. Um, yeah, and see, that's why I'm saying, again, there's other stuff. It's not just the, it's not just the brawl out. It's not just him doing that in the media scrum. Um, it's other stuff that also led to this buyout. So that's why I'm saying it's not as simple as them saying that, you know, why couldn't he and the elite talk to each other and just sort this out? It's because it's more that happened than that. Right. Yeah. Uh, Max says Punk's inability to remove the chip off his shoulder has come to define his career at this point, which is a shame because of the run he was having. Um, ah, man, he's such a fascinating dude, not just as a character, but just as a person to me, because ah, there's certain stuff that I'm just like, dude, just let it go. Mm-hmm. Or uh, just the stuff that he hangs on to. Uh, and the stuff that, you know, I appreciate him for as a person, it's just like, it's so weird because you get so many conflicting stories about who this guy is. It's like, you'll get stuff like that or people think he's a jerk, but you'll also get other stories where people really like him and people think that he's a genuine. And they nice love his guy. advice. They feel like he sings, yeah. uh, he sticks around. Um, it's, I know it's that uh, having been around uh, after AEW events, I've seen CM Punk around. I was... Um, and I've talked to him and mm-hmm. he was very kind and, uh, you know, just seeing all the AEW talent, just kind of being together and having that camaraderie, CM Punk was a part of that, uh, the times I saw. So, um, yeah, uh, it, it, it does suck. Every time I think about it, it's just like, man, I do wish that they could have just figured this out, but I understand why they couldn't. Again, I can't say everything I know about why they couldn't but I know why they couldn't. <laughs> right. 
Shame Monster says, Starks, Hobbs, and Brody King missing lately is weird. Put the Dynamite Diamond Ring on Starks and keep him in a smaller feud with the firm. Um, I don't know why Starks is missing because he's been at the shows. I don't know why Hobbs is missing either. Um, but And then Brody King, I know they just kind of have a little bit on hold with the uh, House of Black stuff. Um, a new rag says... Uh, I want to see Danielson as AW champ, possibly beating MJF. It's really hard to see losing championship match. Don't see Brian signing another contract. Um, I, I mean, I, I don't disagree. Yeah, I disagree. I, as well. I think he's, I think he's having a great time doing what he's doing. I think stuff like him winning championships is stuff that we want for him. I don't think yeah. that he cares that much about. That I don't stuff. think so either. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. They, yeah, there's, there's a lot that uh, people don't recognize that he really sees himself. Um, building AEW. He's here to put people over. Yeah, I mean, he, he yeah. like behind the scenes, he's not unhappy at all. Um, and I know Brian fans. As a Brian fan, I want to see him doing more. But um, like you know me, I want him to be the champion. But like he's here to, but like help talent. He, he's really trying to sh- do all he's the things. Re- really trying to mold the company and right. shape it. Yeah. Um, and what peanut butter Joshua says, Will Washington. I thought you were white. Sorry, SMH. Um, my last name's Washington. The only white Washington you know is George. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, nah, nah, white, yeah, yeah. Um, Sean Roberts says Triple Mania. Pentag- uh, Pentagon Junior became Pentagon. He did. I, I didn't see any of, of uh, Triple Mania, but those pictures of him winning and the visuals from it looked amazing. Um, mm-hmm. a lot of great wrestling d- during the week. Yeah, yeah. Travoris Black says, uh, I'm here kind of late, but the punk thing. Why can't he be a grown man and say I effed up and just apologize? Everybody could have moved on from there. I think I, we're past apologies. I, I, I think but, he could apologize. But again, I think that there are more things that happen that he can't just come in and go, you know what? I'm sorry. And talk to those guys because it's, mm-hmm. it's he hasn't really had the opportunity to do it either um, because he's been gone since it happened. Um, so uh, yeah, I, I just think that it's it's complicated. Yeah, so the I know that the locker room, they feel like you know they feel like they've been embarrassed by CM Punk. That's right. ultimately it, and that they want at the very least some kind of amends made. Um, that, and we don't know what that's going to be. Shauna Walensky says, uh, "Hello, my guys. I feel that WWE is missing out on a singles run by Montez. He is a rare find. He reminds me of a 2020s version of The Rock." He's got that it factor and can back it up in the ring. Um, again, uh, I agree that he has all of the elements. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just the right push. When Words yep. from Will says, last one, it just hit me. Watch, they're going to call Carmelo up and make him the leader for Hit Row. I don't know if I like it, but uh, no, to me, they have that. to. They have lost the spark. I mean, they are going to add somebody else to Hit Row. They hinted at that on SmackDown. They're teasing it on SmackDown for oh, next I week. That. Yeah, yeah they, but... they're having a triple threat match with Legato Del Fantasma, and they have a mystery. So, are are they adding that person to the stable, or are they just in the triple the the six man match? Um, probably just in. I don't know. I don't know. It depends on who it is. Because um, I mean, they've been saying online they're not adding anybody. Um, yeah, I don't know. But if that is. like, nothing hit row's been working, and uh, they got to do something to turn that ship around fast. And I don't know what it is, but uh, the it's it's yeah. real bad for that group right now. And adding they, adding they, mellow doesn't fix no it. I, I wouldn't add mellow. wouldn't no, know whatsoever I, I not the move. I wouldn't do that they no. definitely do need somebody with some credibility in the group and I feel like they don't have that right now mm-hmm. uh 
and I don't yeah. know who it is on the roster, honestly. Lee Strigzy, by the way, says thoughts on Uncle Howdy possibly being Vincent. Mm-hmm. Oh, so I initially read that as Vince. And I was like, <laughs> no, <laughs> it's all Vincent. No, like, okay. about Vincent that, from the righteous. Yeah, no, that that would be cool if it was Vince, mm-hmm. who's just been like directing Bray this whole time. <laughs> you know, it, it's all ecstatic, and it cuts to him in the back, and he just throws out, "It was me." Oh was me. my it's god, me. it's me, Bray. <laughs> The world would explode. All along, the internet would melt down if that happened. Last two, and then we got everything. Last two, we got to get out of here. Uh, Eloquent says the Hardy Boys and Paul Wall are Teflon in the black community. LOL. Definitely. Jeff Hardy, maybe. Um, I like Matt. Well, I like Matt, but like that rap yesterday, (laughs) it was bad. It was bad. I mean, yeah. but I think it was supposed to be bad. I um, know, I know, I know. It was uh, bad. But, like, yeah, I don't know. I like Matt Hardy, though. He actually yeah. uh, responded to my tweet this week um, he did. and gave MJF his flowers, and that was mm-hmm. really cool. Or not MJF, uh, MVP. Yeah. Um, yeah. Gave MVP not, his flowers. Not everybody thinks that Paul Wall is Teflon, by the way, Eloquent. I know mm-hmm. quite a few black people that don't like Paul Wall. Um, Graham, Public Enemy Podcast, has very vocally said he does not like Paul Wall. <laughs> So there you go. Internet going nuts. All right. And Tyrone kid says, what's up guys. So my question is with this new character, should Bray wrestle? I think if he shouldn't, I think if he he shouldn't for a while, unless it promotes the struggle with himself. Also, I'm a week late, but underrated diss tracks are stomp, uh, go to sleep and what's happening. T.I. Um, um, I mean, mean, right now there's no not wrestle. I mean, what are you gonna do with him if he doesn't wrestle? That's what I'm saying. What is this? What's the point of this? I mean, yeah, everything needs to lead to wrestling, or you're not building to anything. Um, And I see people talking about in the chat, um, uh, you know, Leo Rush hasn't been back to WWE. What if he joined Hit Row? Um, He'd bring credibility to it at least, but he would. But Leo could actually fill the position pretty well. He's a rapper. He's the yeah. Um, He has a GCW title match next Saturday, so that's interesting. No, they they have partnership. Remember. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyway, folks. Did you have anything, Phil? You had something? No, I was just laughing at people that thought all this partnership stuff with uh, New Japan was weird and Bright Lights Machine Gun basically was like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I will say, if they picked up like Leo, um, that would be actually really cool. Yeah. And uh, I think he'd give them some credibility. He would. In a way where they'd need it. Uh, and he anyway, could talk folks, them into anything. So yeah, get Leo. Yeah. Anyway, folks, that's it for this edition of Grapsity. Thanks for being here. Um, I'm Will Washington. Philip Lindsay. You can catch him. Phil DL616. You can catch Righteous Reg down here. He is at Righteous Reg. I'm William RBR. We'll see you next time. Have a great night. Peace. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. 
Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.